All right, I'm you boys, and say hello to the beautiful audience. Hello, hello beautiful audience. Fuck you, beautiful islands. <laughs> what the fuck Islands? are you doing? <laughs> island. Uh, fuck you, islands. Why would you say that to them? Hello, hello, audience. I was actually saying that to the islands, not you guys. The, the islands. islands? Yeah. yeah. Fuck the islands. I was saying fuck it to the islands. Fuck the islands. To the islands. To the Falkland Islands. To the Falkland Islands. To the Falkland Islands. To the Falkland Islands. You know what? Fuck the British. Hello everyone, I'm Matt, aka Legion Rex, and welcome to our year-end awards and annual tradition here on the Gap the Generic Anime Podcast. I'm your host, and with me I have my co-host Shane, aka the bearded one who just got done drinking some Mountain Dew Baja Blast, Baja Blast baby. baby with the Xbox logo slapped on it. Just yeah, in case I could you don't probably have... get like double XP and oh, I can get Game Pass Ultimate. Which some you already have. I already own. Blast. You already, so that's useless to me. You, yeah, but you can now gift it to maybe someone else who needs Game Pass. Everyone ultimate. in this room has Game Pass. I have Give it to February. someone who's not in this room. You have more friends than people outside of this room, right? Wait, do you? Right? Wait, Shane? Wait, what are friends? Shane? Anyway, let's introduce our next co-host. How's that my co-host, Spencer? How are you doing today, Spencer? I'm doing no. great, guys. It's, uh, you know... This is, for those of you who don't know, this is the first official day without uh, exams or school. Fuck yeah, baby. So I'm on vacation. It's also, it's always great to have the boys here for another end of year award. I'm going to shit my pants sitting in your computer chair. He's going to do that, and I'm going to get very cross. <laughs> yeah. And we He's are... going to be slightly annoyed. And uh, for those of you who don't know, we are doing this in my room, all four of us. In his tiny little bedroom. I mean, it's yeah. bigger than my old bedroom. Where he does not have sex. I mean, with, you're not. No, I don't know why I put you under the butt. That's like, so okay, insulting. That's, that's fuck? so like, fucking insulting. Like it, like, and also, no, no, like, 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 it's true, but also you I don't, don't gotta fucking you bring it up. Yeah, like, like what Spenny, the it's okay. I don't have sex either. It's fine. Only one of us does. Uh, uh, I mean, I was behind my co-host Josh. How are you doing today? Only one of us does it under the eyes of the Lord. You heathen. Hi. My name's Josh. I'm here to talk to you about why having sex while not being in a relationship is okay. <laughs> it's just Because okay. here's the thing. It feels good. If anybody does <laughs> not... Enough, bro. You know what I have to say? Have a nice day. You know what I have to say? I am currently shaking everyone's hands. Have a nice day. I am currently shaking everyone's hands. Do you know what I have to say to that? What? If anybody does not love the Lord, Jesus Christ. Now, here's the thing. Unlike Spencer... I don't get vacation. I work a salaried corporate job. My life is hell. I mean, you do get vacation. You just use it all up. I just use it all, and we're in a blackout period. So yeah, yeah, and it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Merry Chrysler. It's Cram Tab. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Everyone. Holocaust denial. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. I oh. I, I'm I'm so distracted by what the fuck you just said. I'm not gonna lie. So, anyways, yeah. We're Thanks. here to talk about anime. I our think? favorite anime of the year. Yeah. So, but it's our anime year awards. We're here to talk about the year in anime as a whole: the good, the, the bad, bad, the ugly, the mm. very ugly. Yeah, the very ugly, and some might say the very beautiful as well. Yes. Depending. Yes. Hint, hint, none judge. Like yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I am the most gorgeous ever. Fair enough. Like point, your honor. A night of beauty. Okay, Argenti, calm down. Yeah, let, let him let him cook. I no, let him cook. Can you stop muting and unmuting your mic because you're muted right now? <laughs> fuck you. 
you, I do what I want. You're still muted. Fuck you, I do what I Congratulations. <laughs> Please stop doing that. Eat my ass. Yeah. I did hear the click, and I'm like, did he mute himself? Yeah, he's been doing that so the whole time. Right yeah, now. so. Watch your finger, please. Fuck bitches, get money. Fuck hoes, get anyway. bitches. But in, but in any case, we're here to talk about the year of anime as a whole. So before we get into it, but, and of course the awards. Before we get into the awards, we will just have a brief discussion on the year of anime as a whole. Uh, it's Moose! We okay. do have a Hello, Moose! This is rare Moose sighting. Give me Holy a second. Holy shit! There's a Moose in it's here! A dog. A dog has infiltrated. trapped himself in the room. <laughs> <laughs> a dog. A dog has infiltrated the podcast recording. This is not. A, this is not a joke, ladies and gentlemen. There is a wild beast on the premises. And now he is. Tra- he, he is not the smartest dog, but we love him anyways. See, just God damn it, man. Just like me, I may be a dumb Wait, mother. You don't, okay, you don't need that much. I may be a dumb motherfucker, but you, you guys don't need that much. Moose is a big boy. You don't know. That's a little over. Let's just talk about the fucking year in anime, guys. Yeah, anime. so it was alright. It's been a good year. It was a good it's year. 2020, now, 2023 in general. Uh, okay, so a little personal here. 2023 was a shitty year for me. Uh, so, oh, yeah, same brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> same this brother, was man. a garbage year. One of the uh, worst years I've had in a very long time. Yeah, due to yeah, a bunch of, mm-hmm. Mainly a bunch of personal stuff I won't get into here. Same, um, same. But same. in any case... We're all depressed. Um, so, honestly... Uh, escapism was important for me this year because I just needed fucking something to stop myself from like fucking <laughs> mentally. Needed spiral. something to stop the voices. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, yeah. Um, and um, this year in anime was pretty good. I don't think it was as good as last year. I think there was uh, definitely some weak points and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yep. the glut of anime that has been infiltrating. Like, I'm pretty sure we had like fucking like. 40 shows a season this year. Oh, yeah, and the bubble's starting to pop, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yep. boy. I think this is the year that is, like, it's fine. Fucking my. Uh, I'm I'm still banking on the prediction by the end of the decade, the industry is going to implode. Yep. I, feel, I, I made that prediction like three years it's ago. Gonna, if if this year is any indicator, it, it's I, I would say we are already incredibly <laughs> close in certain studios just, and companies. Yep. <laughs> it's going to shit itself. Yeah. I mean, you know, with the, the MAPPA animators getting death threats on a weekly basis for Kaisen alone. Yeah, like Kaisen, Kaisen alone, the sheer amount of glut of shows, the fact that uh, animators like are leaving in droves. And just drop the industry just because of the lack of pay. The fact that uh, shows just straight up aren't getting finished. Yep. Uh, yep. Getting finished. We saw that a lot this year. Uh, A1 Pictures is in shambles. Yep. Um, yep. MAPPA is in shambles. Yep. Bug Films is apparently in shambles after yep. making one show. Mm-hmm. And not even a full show. Not yeah, it was nine show. episodes. It was nine episodes, albeit it will be finished in like a, about like a literally little, like, Christmas a, day yeah, it will Christmas be done Christmas day so at the very least it will so get done so a week from the release of this episode Psalm 100 will finally be done it was, we're done uh, which is very funny uh that it took that long. Merry Chrysler. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. Chrysler. You got a show that should have been done months ago. Um just um but but I think but like obviously that's all industry talk. As for the actual shows this year, uh, it's pretty solid. Pretty solid batch of shows. Pretty good yeah, stuff, pretty, honestly. Pretty, yeah, pretty I mean, good stuff. There was some some stuff that we knew was going to be good. There was some stuff that was genuinely surprising. There's some stinkers. Um, there was some 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 stuff. There was that, some stinkers. There was, there was some stuff hoo-poo. that we thought were going to be good, and then it turned out to be the opposite of good. It's so weird how this year I can sum up as there were some shows that are some of the best shows I've ever seen, and then there were some that I literally wanted to gouge my like eyeballs some of out. the war shows. 
Mm-hmm. I've had the pleasure of watching in a while. There was some. There was some shit this year. There was indeed. There was some garbage. Some there garbage. was some bangers and some stinkers. Exactly. Some stinkers. So as per usual, best season, best season of the year. Which one is it? Fall. 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 I'm thinking fall. I, which is surprising because we actually initially wrote off fall. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Back. Mm-hmm. When I remember looking through um, any chart and being like, "Huh, there's not a whole lot this season I'm interested in." Boy, was I wrong. And turns out uh, this season just has a lot of sleeper banners. Yeah, yeah. a lot of sleeper yep. hits. This, this, this was a big sleeper big, season. Big, strong season across the board. Um, and a lot of a lot of consecutive double cores. Yes. Now, finally. I finally. Hate, I hate the fact, and I've said it plenty of times on this show, I hate the fact that we're at the point where we have to say that, that it's two consecutive cores and yes. not a split core. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Like, but it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. Now, weakest season. That's more, a little more of a debate. Um, summer. Summer. I'm thinking summer. Um, you I could make an argument for spring. Spring was a little weak compared to other spring years this year. The uh, thing like, is, I don't remember a whole lot of what aired in the summer. So yeah, well, of Zom- no. well Zom like, and Bleach. Were that was basically it. Was jobless, jobless range. Jobless, jobless summer. summer was skip summer. Jobless, wasn't jobless in the spring? No, no spring. jobless was in the summer, and okay. w- which is why also uh, uh, the jobless is also coming back in January. Yeah, that's yep. why. Okay. So was skip summer or spring? Skip was spring. Spring, yeah. Spring? Okay. Skip was spring, um, and then winter had some strong stuff there, too. Demon Slayer was also in spring as well. Trigun. Trigun. Well, Trigun winter. was in winter. Vinland, Vinland, Vinland was winter. Or the first half of Vinland, I think, right? No, no it was, it was, it was the first Vinland consecutive. Was, it was oh, okay. consecutive, just like the first Which season. means the first half of the year was nonstop bangers every week. Nonstop bangers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> first season, the first half of... The first every half of, well, if you If you are a fan of peak... Then you were eating good at the first half. You were of the year. you were feasting. You were sneaking. on Vinland alone. You were, you were going on Vinland alone every. Was it like a? It was on Saturdays or Sundays, right? It was no, it was Mondays. Oh, it so was Monday. every Monday. I would get home from work at least near the end of the season. I'd be like, man, that's a banger. That's a good. Episode. And we'd be like, damn, Vinland, that's a good farmland. More like peak land. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> farm, farm, farmland. Farm peak, yeah. peak farmland. Pa- farmland saga. Anyway, not to spoil things, but let's get into the awards, shall we? Let's get into the actual awards. We all know how this works. Yep. Uh, we uh, go through all the awards in randomized order, so that way we don't know what's coming, and then we end with our worst and best of the years. Uh, of course, in July, last year we introduced a one-minute time limit to I award like explanation. That. Uh, it went it went very smoothly. So very we're well, we have it again. We have it again this year. Um, so let's hope that goes. Yep. We will make adjustments depending on whether or not certain things need explanations. I know that some of like the plot twists, the saddest yeah. moment stuff, will hundred percent need longer time limits for yep. some of them. Um, however, we'll, we'll just play it by ear in that case. So it mm-hmm. does, everyone's got their awards up and ready to go. That yes, sir. Recto mundo. Wait, that was what, the chair. What were the awards? I forget. They were for anime. Oh, crap. I got my game awards up. Oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. shit. Uh, 30 seconds. Only, please wrap it up. Please wrap it up. Please wrap it up. All right. Yep, we're done. You know what? That We, we got to leg up on the game awards because we're at least giving us a minute to yeah. talk about our stuff. <laughs> yeah. And we're actually, you know, present. We're actually, like, talking about all of them as opposed to just lumping some of them in yeah. and get more reveals out of there. Except for, like, our one person who we're friends with and we'll let him go for, like, 10 minutes. Yeah, like, the 15 best. minutes of, of, of and talking now the, about And nothing. now the award for best sponsor 
Mountain Dew, congratulations. Wait. All right. Wait, here's, no, no, time out. RPG action and uh, the VR area. Yeah, and, and now here is a trailer for the game that will change the world. Hi, it's me, <laughs> Jimothy. You might think that I'm just a normal person, but actually, I'm, uh, I'm not normal. I woke up in this fantasy land. I stumbled upon a pocket watch. Um, the watch is talking to me. And I'm wow. in the gritty. Wow. Anyways, let's get let's, into let's, it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's, uh, yeah, uh, let's do this. Let's, just let's get, get rolling. Right. And oh my god. Indeed. Okay. Are we starting with. So. Best directing, guys. Fuck! Uh, we're jumping out of the gate. That's top of the fuck. Okay. Here we go. We're starting with best directing. Uh, so, I'm going to start with Spencer. Yes. What was... What show had the best directing? Well, what is best director? Best directing. You know what we always say? There are certain directors that when you hear their name, you go, Ah, yes. It's going to be a good show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a banger. Uh, your your Shingo Natsumes, your um, Masaki Yuasas. Uh, I am about to talk about one of those directors. That, of course, being the veritable Ai Aoki for Overtake. All right, you got one minute. Go. So Overtake is a F4 or Formula 4 anime that is directed by Aoki, who has done many other things, including Id Invaded, um, Recreators. He did some of the uh, Garden of Lost Voice. No. Garden of Sinners um, movies. He's known around for his unique art, um, artistic vision. And Overtake is has that in spades. It is just a veritable Aoki joint from its use of dy- dynamic cameras to some 3D animation for the cars while also still using traditional 2D animation um, to its use of, of like tone blocking music and stuff like that in order to denote this incredibly somber tone at, at points um this is not a very happy show at points but it's also a very joyous show about passion and sticking with it and he continues to prove every day that every show this man touches is gonna be top of the list perfect excellent all right josh best directing so we all know who I'm a big simp for. We all know what my favorite show of the seasons are going to be. My favorite choice for directing mm-hmm. is Jawless Reincarnation Season 2. Uh, hey, one. you got one minute. Go. So, the director for this one, mm-hmm. remember his, uh, his name is Hiroki Hirano. Mm-hmm. He's a rather new director. Mm-hmm. He did some storyboarding directing for the first season of Jobless. He did some stuff in Fate Apocrypha. He's been kind of newish on the block, but he's been around with some stuff. Mm-hmm. Jobless Reincarnation has always been an incredible show. This season especially, I feel like his directing was really well done. They slowed things down. They gave the time. They gave the chance to let every single character kind of flourish, and especially Rudius really flourish and expand the world. That's, I think, my favorite thing about Jawless in general is the the incredible world building. And the direction this takes is world building in one specific area. We learn about the school that everyone goes to learn about magic. We learn about all the stuff around it. And we learn about Rudius' journey through the school and his own personal growth. And I think it's just directed very well. Everyone's interactions and stuff is great. Very good season. Hell yeah. Perfect. All right, Shane? 
Right. Who's your pick? This I think is, I know what it is. You right? know what it is. This is this is going to be a big indicator for a lot of my awards. Is this a sweep um, like last year? It's a sweep, baby. <laughs> and we're starting off strong. My pick for best directing is Shuhei Yabuda for Vinland Saga Season 2. Oh, hell Vinland fuck saga. yes. This guy has a way of making the emotional moments of Vinland just really stand out especially in a arc like farmland that compared to the prologue is super slow super character centric um he really has a a a talent a unique talent to make those uh emotional moments pop either through his choice of music or uh the way he uses the camera um the way he edits scenes it's all very Mm -hmm. slow a lot of like long still shots but also a lot of sweeping camera movements um this guy really lets the story and the characters of vinland shine and if he wasn't at the helm i don't think farmland would have been as strong an adaptation as it ended up being so Mm -hmm. kudos to this guy he did a bang up job yeah i think my opinion on shuhei is that his work he he has a background in 3d cg specifically Mm -hmm. because he worked on attack on titan he was the guy behind all the cg in that show um particularly even when it moved over to mappa um and you can tell in when he does vinland because he uses a lot of like floating camera angles and cd environments that are used really well uh this was a difficult I i could like have listed the entire fall season for this because there's a lot of really great direction there from uh, Aoki's work on Overtake, as mentioned, Spencer mentioned, obviously the work done, I forget by his his name, but the guy who does Apothecary mm-hmm, uh, kills yeah, it. Mm-hmm. Yuki Yase for his work on Undead Unluck, Undead Unluck, Undead Unluck which Unluck, might yep. be career best work, I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie, um, from him. And there's a bunch of, like, there's so much others stuff too. Uh, like uh, Tomahasa Tagusa for Bleach, which I think is this best, some of the best stuff mm-hmm. they've done this yep. season. But to me, there was only one choice for this because uh, between this and his show last year, I am a hundred percent. This is a guy to watch. Uh, my pick for best director is Keichiro Saito for Freyren Beyond Journeys End. Uh, so, between I, I, he did Bochi last year when I gave him best director for that. Yep, and well deserved because the way he used this comedic timing, the, the creative styles to animate that show was insane. Mm-hmm. But the reason why I think Fragrant is particularly impressive is the fact that he proves himself here, not just to be like strong with the comedy stuff from Bochi, yep. but also an exceptionally strong dramatic director. Yes. Able to, you know, he, it, and he shows a lot of restraint. Uh, Fra- like Vinland is very big, in a lot of its emotions, Freeman is exceptionally subtle. It's yeah. very slow. It's very low key, and it use it and it makes sure to just kind of like let moments sit. Um, and the editing is excellent. The way that he cuts frames is mm-hmm. phenomenal. You can clearly tell that this is a guy to watch. Like his his portrayal of everyday life for me is what I find so incredibly well done <laughs> for Freyron is it is just their everyday life. Yeah. Literally every so this entire <laughs> sequences which are and just let them cook. They're yeah, cooking. Or they're literally cooking. Li- and Freyron has some of the best uh, frame framing work I've seen in yep. a show all year. Like yeah. some of the storyboarding on that is exceptional. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. I think that he, yeah, he's, he's absolutely one to watch. I think that fuck <laughs> like, holy shit. Okay. Oh, I bet you guys were expecting me just to say show good. 
good show, very good show. Yeah, I know, uh, I know. Uh, when- and it seems like the show just—it seems like the fucking um, the the the. The, the randomizer movie. wants us to do the big ones first. So next up is best writing. Uh, Shane, who do we have for best writing? You, come on, man. I t- I said it was a sweep. I wasn't kidding. My pick for best writing is Hiroshi Seko for Vinland Saga. And it's also my pick Thank you, sir. as well. Thank you, sir. You have incredible taste. Mm-hmm. Um, Farmland as an arc was something that was going to be very difficult to really nail because there's a lot of really intricate character work at play there, specifically with Thorfinn. And I think Seko does an incredible job of adapting Yukimura's character work in a way that doesn't feel like he's just literally copying dialogue from the manga. Obviously that's a factor because that's a factor in every show that's based on source material, but the way he writes characters there's so much nuance and subtlety with their emotions and the arcs that they're going through. Character interactions are some of the best I've seen all year. Um, and when the big moments hit, Seko steps up to the plate because those big moments land with such a fucking impact. Uh, I mean, Seko's, Seko's a huge name and he just shows why here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like the thing about Seko, like... Again, this is also the this is a weird year because I gave Seko the award for writing last year as well. Um, I forget what I gave it to him for, but uh, he did. Oh no, I gave it to him for Mob. And one of the things that I think did, I also gave it to him for Mob too. One of the things that that I that he brings over from Mob into Vinland is the his it, is the way the fact that he's able to. Is, is is he's able to take the source material and readapt it in a way that's like actually smart? Like he ta- he cuts out a lot of the fluff. For, he cuts out a lot of the stuff that's not important for this particular adaptation because he because this particular adaptation really hones in on Thorfinn as a character yep. and decides though that's what's important. And so every single every single line of dialogue is important. It's all interconnected, even if you don't think it is and it's it's just great dialogue just the dialogue is so good in vinland like it's so good like (laughs) it's so good like just uh -uh. all right spencer for best Mm -hmm. writing yeah no problem so um i'm going a bit close to home let's say close to home is the winner um because as you all know all, all of us are canadian so for best writing, I'm giving it to Brian Lee O'Malley and Ben David Gr- Grabinski for Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Really oh, inspired yeah, choice man. here. Oh, yeah. So it's really, really, really impressive what they do with this show. Because it's not the movie, it's not the video game, and it's definitely not the graphic novel. Nope. These two guys got together and made something completely and wholly unique and original for the Scott Pilgrim universe. They wrote in um, a completely unique story, including dialogue that has some of the great, some of the best jokes and character moments of the year were in this show, um, making making great characters better, like Young Neil, mm-hmm. uh, and and giving small characters in the first movie. Actual full character arcs. Mm-hmm. Like it cannot be said enough that if you're gonna make something based off of a um, 
a original source material, get the fucking writer of the source material, yeah. and it'll work out. I don't think that show would have worked nearly as well if Brian was. The fact that they gave Matthew Patel one of the best arcs of the year, I think it is. Like, it it takes off has some of my favorite versions of those characters. Like, young Neil, Matthew Patel, Ramona, uh, Todd Ingram is so good in that show. (laughs) Yeah. I I love this version of Knives, you know, all that, yeah. Josh, Josh. Best writing. Hi. So once Shane said he has his sweep going, I know I'd like to start getting my sweep. I know going. you got your sweep. We already know what I'm going to say. I am going to give my best writing to the duo of Toshia Uno and Emmanuel Patini for Jawless Reincarnation Season 2. So last season was a very well-written show focusing a lot on the world building and kind of everything that's going around with it. It, it does focus on Rudeus and his personal growth, but that's one part of the story. That's really one big world-building exercise. Season 2 focuses in so much on Rudeus' personal growth and how much what happened at the end of Season 1 affected him mentally and personally. And this is his character growth of him really becoming just a much better person. Because mm. becoming honest, he does get a lot better by the end of season one, but he's not perfect. Mm. He still has a lot of faults and a lot of flaws. And this is where it really comes to the forefront at the beginning of season two. And he learns that and he learns it the hard way and he goes on a incredible, incredible journey of growth. Not a lot of characters are introduced this season. But the characters that are, and the ones that are brought back, are incredible. Yeah, he they build on the characters they already have, which yes. is a smart thing most sequels should do, honestly. So, and it, I just really, I can't wait for the second half of this season. The second half is going to be, because this was just getting things warmed up. If this is like the precursor... Next season or next season? Well, next core. Oh my next god! Core. It it genuinely really fucking wants us to do the big ones. Best overall animation is up next. Okay, Spencer. Hey, it's me, Spencer. It's Spenny. And uh, those of you who are relatively new to the podcast um, might not know that I've always kind of felt I've had a love hate relationship with 3D CG. Uh, so best overall animation for me is going to Trigun Stampede. Hell yeah, brother, man. Orange. Let's fucking go. So Trigun Stampede, Studio Orange. You can start the clock. So what can be said about Studio Orange that has not been said before? They are at the forefront of 3D animation mm-hmm. and 3D camera work. No one does it like Orange. Nobody will ever do it like Orange because no. this is no. their bread and butter. Mm-hmm. This is what they do. And to take something like Trigun, which was already a fucking masterpiece in 2D animation, and make it a 3D animated marvel, um, is something that should not be looked over, because they deserve all the credit in the world. The way this show moves, the way that Vash moves, the way that Nicholas moves, the way that the guns go off, the way that the gung-ho gang acts and moves around the world around them. It's not just a 2D plane that looks nice. This is a 3D world that is lived in and breathed in. And it is incredible. Every second of animation, perfect. Feels alive. Yeah, so I I agree with Spencer. My pick for best overall animation is also Trigun Stampede. Um, Spenny covered a lot of what I was going to talk about, mainly that orange is top of their field and no one will ever touch them. 
Um, and it's really fucking impressive how this is somehow the best looking show they've ever produced. Um, the way the camera moves in this show sometimes genuinely had my jaw on the fucking floor. And the models they use, the way they rig them, all so expressive and detailed. It's it, it truly is like a wonder to me that this show exists and looks as good as it does because fuck, they brought their like S++++ game to this and it just looks fucking phenomenal. And it's not like... It's not like most shows where, like, they save the budget for the big moments. It's literally the entire show, all the way through 12 episodes, looks insane, top to bottom. All right. Josh? I have a feeling. I was talking about my sweep. I'd like to take a quick little pause on the sweep, because I believe me and Matt are going to share the same choice for best animation. Studio Madhouse did a little show called Soso no Freiren or Freiren Beyond Journey's End. Because, good God, this show is... This is also my pick. This is Madhouse. quickest, quickest best overall animation since Violet Evergarden. This is Madhouse flexing what Madhouse does best. Gorgeous animation. Good God. We've we've already talked about even still frames in this show look absolutely gorgeous the world building everything the entire world feels alive and moving the passage of time feels so real in this show the action scenes are absolutely incredible this has some of the best fight scenes i have seen in a very very long time because madhouse who would have thought they know what they're doing when it comes to fight scenes the not even just the fight scenes, just them walking, the magic, everything in this show is just absolutely breathtakingly stunning. This brought me back to when I first watched Jawless Reincarnation Season 1, and when that's, like, that was peak animation, now Freyron just said, alright, let's turn it up to 11. Mm-hmm. I, are you done? Yep. Okay, before Matt goes, I just want to intervene here. I think what made me realize that, oh, Madhouse is back in Freyron, is the episode where... Uh, Freyrin kills Aura, mm-hmm. and when she's about to cut her head off, you see the individual strands of hair being like cut off of her head. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. We are so back. No, I'm sorry for me. It was the fight with Stark and the dragon. The dragon, the yeah, yeah, yeah. That Just. my uh. Okay, so I would have given it the Trigun if it wasn't for Freyrin dropping at the end of the year, but. Okay, when you're watching when you're watching Freyren, it's almost like I haven't had this feeling in a while when I'm watching a show where every episode I'm just constantly like, "How the fuck did they make this? Mm-hmm. How is this po-? every?" I'm like, every show now should look this good. There is zero excuse now for TV anime to look anything less than this. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. One of the most gorgeous fantasy shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and considering the fact that the world is so like unique as well in terms of way it's defined is like also help also helps. Uh, and also the most recent episode, the one that came out yesterday as we're recording this. Oh, is that the one with the dance scene? The dance scene that goes on for three minutes and it looks like some it looks it's all fucking the best thing you've ever seen. Like I look Holy shit! It. Like I am very excited. Like, legitimately, holy shit. Also, like, just the minute det- attention to detail 
every the fabric single, the fabric like when you see characters laying in bed you can see the individual ruffles in their fabric i i know the scene of stark putting on his uh jacket that's not even the most impressive one and it's like that's it, it's so effortless like it's mm-hmm. so like insane but with the best animation must come also art and this is a different category because this uh, because uh, our art style is a different beast art yes so josh what do you think had the best art of the year so i'm just quickly pulling up the studio name because this is something that we've already talked about this is zom 100 by studio bug films Ooh. Ooh, excellent choice excellent choice i love i would have given this would have been my choice for best animation if you know they finished yeah uh but i will give credit where credit is due the art direction on this show is incredible i love 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 the use of multicolor tones for the blood to just add that little pop and flare every single character design is incredible you have just so much personality in this show everything just feels loved yep just such a Good show. And about the multicolored, best way to avoid censorship. I've right? Seen just make lot. the blood all just the colors. All and, the colors. And hey, the blood supports LGBTQ because it is all colors. Hell yeah, baby. Let's and go. also, don't forget the fact that in the first episode, you go from black and white to full color. Yes. And it's yeah. a character. Yeah. So, Bungo does the same thing this year, this yeah. year by the way. Yep. And it yep. also did an excellent job with that, too. Just incredible art. Mm-hmm. Right. Spencer? Spenny, best art. Oh, I was going to sneeze. Okay, sneeze. Okay, I'm not sneezing anymore. Okay, um, God bless. Thank you, God. Thank you. Um, so it's time for me to to do what I do best, and that's throw in a little bit of chaos to start with. So there are shows that we watch and we still can't fully explain it, but we can go, man, do they look good? Um, and what's what can look better than a henshin? So that's why best art for me goes to Magical Girl Destroyers. Studio <laughs> Bibbery Animations. Okay. What? Studio Bibbery Animations. Go for it. Okay, so Henshin's look dope. We can all agree. For those of you who don't know, Henshin is a, is a toku term, basically like when they transform into their like superhero. Is this a superhero show? Kind of? It's superheroes, magical girls, magical girls with okay. like anime it's stuff. It's like okay. otaku culture. But okay. Okay. Um, the... <laughs> The Henshin animations for the the three main characters and then the two, three more antagonists that come in are incredible. And the art itself is like this really kind of jagged art style that looks like it's fresh out of like a late 90s kind of anime magazine. And, it, and the whole show is about otaku culture. So you get all these different types of, you know, background art and how it's 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 takes place in mostly Shibuya, which is this big otaku paradise, but it's drab and gray, and then it becomes colorful near the end. It's just really, really nice to look at. Mm-hmm. All right, Shane, who would you pick for best art? This is maybe the easiest award I had, um, and once you know the answer, it's pretty blatantly obvious. I think I can take a guess. Best art, Science Saru. Scott, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim takes off. off. Yes, Thank you, sir. Yeah, 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 there we go. I don't need a timer. 
Come on! You <laughs> That's all that has to be said. That's all that has to be said. You have eyes. It's the best of all three worlds. It combines... I'm just going to put the timer anyway. It combines all three art styles from all of the previous properties of this franchise and combines them all together into probably the best-looking Scott Pilgrim thing that's ever existed. Like... The thick lines, the the perfect character designs. This show has the best character designs for every single character. It looks incredible. Just like the bold contrasts and the bright colors and all of the effects works. Just... Sainsaru, I love you. That's it. That's the... That's all, that would honestly be my word. Never change. I, I yep, never change Sainsaru. Moving on. You are all perfect. I love every second of it. I, I love I, 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 I the reason I think Scott Pilgrim's art style translates so well to mo- to like anime in general, like this one in particular, is because it's already built off of like like that manga. Nerd co- yeah. yeah. Specifically like the mid like the early to mid two thousand style of like chibi and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. kind of like game retro art style. Oh, yeah. yep. So like you already have that in place, but then they update it to make it more like anime ish and it's like let's just get like the Yuasa team behind it and it's like oh and one of the directors on it worked on Isaacan and you're like, Oh shit. Oh. And then now it just looks like a more frenetic kind of western version of Isaacan but like that totally works and fits for mm-hmm. this property mm-hmm. and it just it just it's it science saru i love you go out with me anyway <laughs> never change never change never the entire studio go out with me and they got fucking dawn to dawn next year yeah they got so dawn they're gonna go year. so fucking hard uh so let's talk about individual episodes now Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay. This is a this is, this a, is a spicy one. This is always a hard one. Everyone knows, is, everyone always has different answers for this one. This is a spicy meatball. This one's always a different answer for this one because there's yep. thousands of episodes every year. I'm gonna give 130 for this because sometimes we because I feel like the the minute details of and there might be a and there might be an episode from a show that one of us hasn't seen or yes. mm-hmm. so let's start with Josh. <clears throat> Favorite episode of the year. Favorite individual singular episode. Or the guillotine. <laughs> From Episode Freyre. 9 of Freyre and Beyond Journey's End. Ooh. Ooh. All right, go. Pay me a picture. Fuck, man. Okay. Just. That's it. I'm stopping the time. <laughs> that's, that's all I had to say is fuck. Uh, so this is the big climactic ending to like the to first major arc. The first major antagonist, the first major arc of Freyrin. And God, what a fucking way to go out. This is the episode where Aura cuts her own head off, right? No. That's the next episode. That's this, that's the kid. Yeah, the is next yeah. Stark and Fern fighting against Oh, those two demons. It's the, it's the two other demons. They have names, but I have their names somewhere in here, but anyways, not even that just we learn so much. We learn about. We learn about everyone. We learn about Freyrin. We learn about Stark and his history with his brother. We learn about Fern. We just learn so. It's so good, man. This is and this is when Madhouse said, "Hey, you see that budget? Fuck the budget." 
We're going ham, boys. We're going motherfucking ham. I'm already glazing this bitch. They just went so balls deep on the animation, man. It's so fucking Yeah, I would have picked for the for the whole aura arc, the episode 10, mainly because it's that's episode 10 by the way is the Freyr and kill yourself. Kill moment. yourself. Yes, oh, that okay. is incredible. For me, I just I loved the stuff with Stark and Fern. Yeah, which but like but like that entire those three episodes eight, eight to ten might be Are one of the be, one of the best strain of arcs of the entire mm-hmm. show. I, I it's not my pick for best episode of the year, but you know I could have chosen Jobless because Jobless just has so many mm-hmm. incredible episodes. But Fravor mm-hmm. just goddamn man. Mentor, what was your episode of the year? Uh, so first and foremost, so my episode of the year is High Noon in July, the final episode of Trigon Stampede. Excellent. Has everybody finished Trigon Stampede here? No. I have, yes. But I do not care. Go ahead. Okay. So, the final episode, okay, involves Meryl getting through to Vash. And after he's taken over by knives. Okay. And we're in the city of July. Knives has taken over the city and basically has this big-ass death death laser, okay? So, and Vash wakes up because of Meryl, shoots the laser in the sky, Knives jumps in front of it, allegedly dies, okay? We, we, we don't see the body, but he's dead, right? Okay? So then, we end up two years later. Vash has amnesia and has a bounty for blowing up the city of July... And then Meryl gets a new partner. One Millie Thompson. Stampede is a prequel. The last episode is setting up for the first episode of OG Trigun. Oh it's a fucking... They God. went... They went tw- 11 episodes. They lied to us. <laughs> they lied to us. 12, on the 12th episode, everything falls into place. And it is a fucking prequel. And when, when that hits, you're just like... No, I'm done. No, 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 no fucking. W- Thank you. Thank you. So, which, okay. which is why, which is by the way, what we all speculated the show was going to be until we felt, oh no, it's a reboot. It's a reboot. But now, but now it's like, no, it's a prequel. So we were right all along. Is, we are always right here on the podcast. We've never been wrong. It's fucking so good. Shane, what was your favorite episode of the year? <clears throat> My pick for best individual episode. The Ridiculous Power, Gear 5 in Full Play, Episode 1072 of One Piece. Fair enough. It's the Gear 5 episode. Not the first one, that was 1071, but this is where the real fight with Kaido starts to kick back into gear. And we finally get to see Gear 5 in serious action. Oh, Toei went dummy hard with this episode just the 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 ridiculous kinetic energy the the rubber hose animation the the different color palettes just everything they've done with gear 5 has been incredible and this episode even if you aren't a one piece fan this episode was an event it was like it broke twitter when this episode dropped and for good reason because it's one of the greatest have anime episodes maybe ever made um it's just it does gear 5 so much justice and it really shows just like how big and impactful a transformation this is for luffy and it gets the best the 
best Sakuga shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Milo. Man, I love One Piece. I love One Piece. <laughs> um... Uh, this is this is our this is the 21st century's version of Goku going Super Saiyan for the first time. I can only imagine how the reaction was when back in like the early 90s in Japan when Goku went Super Saiyan for the first time against Frieza because that moment and people forget how great that moment is in the anime is where the build up like Frieza is seemingly on his deathbed. You think he's done but then he comes back sends krillin up into the sky it just shoots piccolo through the chest sends krillin up in the sky blows him up and then turns into and then that rages goku turns him into super saiyan it's just an impactful moment this has got that same level because it's a use it's very particularly character based luffy turning into transforming into gear 5 at just the right moment just the right way and we get to see how that impacts not just him and the fight with kaido which is awesome obviously insane mentioned it but also how the world around him reacts and i think that's ultimately like what makes it so impactful is that everyone looking at this event and going holy shit being like the audience ciphers being there to let you know that yes this is dope you can cheer lose your shit please it's so, it's so good. It's so good. Honestly, I could have gone with any... I could have gone with any, any of the Gear 5 fight. Like, yep. any... Any of that section, frankly. Like, I could have... I could have honestly done that. Because, like, it's all... They're all really great. Yeah. But, like... And this episode also has uh, maybe one of the best scenes in the entire series. Where um, he, like, restarts his heart. And that, that heartbeat scene gets me every fucking mm-hmm. time, dude. Mm-hmm. Also... Now, let's move on to some genre awards with Best Fantasy. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. E- one of the on, easiest squ- ones of the year. Come on, man. Let's start with Spencer. Uh, yeah, so. Because he's the only one here who hasn't seen the obvious pick. <laughs> the obvious pick. So I'm going to go with what might be a second obvious pick, or at least something that these two, I don't know what you, but these two can appreciate. So I'm going to go with something that was one of the biggest surprises of this season. Best fantasy series, Shangri-La Frontiers, you know Studio what? C2C. Mad respect. Go. So, obviously, okay, yes, guys. Big spoiler, you won't see Freyrin on this list. I haven't started Freyrin. I was busy with school, and it just didn't come out. You know, I'll be watching it dubbed, and by... Dub's really good. Obviously. Dub is excellent. But by... I watched this up. Congratulations, but by January, you know. But Shangri-La Frontier is gamer culture done right. It is everything that, as a gamer that actually respects people, I can look at that and go, yeah, I've done that, you know. Yeah, I've played Dark Souls with an incredibly gimmick-based stupid build that has zero armor, but if I can flip and dip enough, then I can be the best. I, I've i played games where I've accidentally walked into, like, major fucking cutscenes and been like uh, and missions and been like I have no clue how I got here but uh, Shangi is 100% worth it and it's the best fantasy that's not called Freyrin okay now you three also, talk about Freyrin S- Sunraku was just the epitome of let me solo her let me solo her. he is literally let me solo her. anyways uh, <clears throat> so so no Freyrin no. sure let's talk about Freyrin yeah because um, all of us have Freyrin 
what's, there to, what's there to say that hasn't already been said? It, it, it's world so well defined and lived in. It's, it's magic, magic system. system. Actually, so, actually so good. Detailed it's and compelling. Flora. It's fucking environments. It's fucking weather system. Everything. It's, it's races. Like mm. the, the, the 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 variety and different races and cultures and everything. The fact that each town they go to actually has their own p- fucking political system that they yep. explain in detail. Mm-hmm. The fact the history. That's all you should have told me. Yeah. Uh, the 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 fact that um the fact that it's a fantasy show that actually revels in the fact that it's fantasy. It's mm-hmm. not just an action fan. It's not an action show. It's not like a oh it's a fantasy. It's not a. It's not a Fucking Isekai. This is is just what if Lord of the Rings was an anime, except the main character is a goblin elf. No, not it's like Lord of the Rings after Lord of the Rings. It's like it's like it's like what if after the like the the big quest that's already done. And now we can and now we're following the aftermath. So because of yeah, you, you because of this, you get to really get mm-hmm. you feel the lived in well as a Shane as a Lord of the Rings fan. This is like after Aragorn passes away, and yep. you follow the rest of the life of mm-hmm. what's her name? Fucking I know Arwen. you're talking Arwen. Arwen. Yeah, 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 yeah Arwen's life because she's yeah. an elf. She's immortal. So like, it's a really I it's it's so unique in the genre and it's just just a breath of fresh fucking air in a in a sea of glut of garbage isekai shows and other fantasy shows that are like ah yes this takes place in a fantasy world but everyone has video game stats for some here's here's the thing i was originally going to choose jobless because I, that is the, I figured, that yeah. is the closest thing to something I will say a fantasy. It is an isekai, however, it was still a very oh, it's, good it's very fantasy. It is very, it's fantasy, very fantasy. But Freyrin is the best, the best yeah. high fantasy story out there. It is one of the best. It's the best high fantasy anime in a I'm, decade. I'm, I'm so sorry, Ancient Magus. I'm so sorry. Ancient <laughs> Magus got so fucked over this year. It would have taken this award if it wasn't I'm for so Freyrin. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I love Ancient. Keep this. I still love Ancient. Which you know what's still incredible. You know what extra sucks about this? Ancient Magus had its best season this fall. <laughs> season Freyren two. Just, <laughs> just came in. You're no. like, hi, I'm Freyren. Hey, I'm Freyren. Hey, I'm Freyren. Poor, 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 <laughs> it's doing the college arc too. Poor, oh, fuck, poor yeah, fucking God. Ancient Magus. Uh, so what's next? Uh, let's talk about uh, people beating the shit out of each other. Uh, best. Shane, let's start, let's start with the Shonen connoisseur himself, Shane. What was your favorite fight scene of the year, and why was it the one that I'm pretty sure I know what it yeah, is? Yeah, why, why is it? it why is it the same one that I have? <laughs> Best fight scene: Luffy versus Kaido, round three. Or, as I put in brackets, in full caps, just a silly little guy. This is also this is also my pick. This is also my pick. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I don't need to start a timer. We we're, we're just gonna it, like round table for a minute. This or two. Is, like I said earlier, this was an event. Uh, as soon as Gear 5 hits, um, holy shit. This fight goes on for, like, six episodes. Holy So it goes on, fuck. it goes on for around six episodes with some episodes here and there focusing on other characters for a brief mm-hmm. moment. For, like, a, yep. like, there's an, like, there's an episode focusing on, like, Chopper. Yeah. And mm-hmm. one of them. But, like, it's, so basically for, like, a month or two, like, a month and a half. Like, two, yeah, almost two months straight. It was, we were watching Luffy 
slowly murder this man. <laughs> we, were, we were watching Luffy goof all over this guy. And, 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 and my favorite thing about this fight is it's so well built. I, I gave Luffy versus Kaido round two. The, the, as did I last yeah, week. The, 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 last year. Roof piece, yep. My favorite thing about this is it's been so well built up too. He's lost twice to Kaido at this yep. point. Kaido is at his most arrogant. He thinks he's beaten Luffy. He thinks it's 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 so over. It's so over for uh, silly little man. Uh, I I've beaten him. Wano is mine. And, and then the drums. Th- hit. Then the drum hit, and he becomes Gear Five. And of course, Kaido's just like, "What the fuck is this? The fuck is this shit?" And he's he, like, I'm just. <laughs> and I and to me, I think the moment like there's a lot of debate on cartoon. There's a lot of moments on whether or not like did Kaido ever know he was fucked? I personally think he did because the because when. Luffy shoots his own projectile back at him. Back at his fucking face. And he face. makes that fucking still frame face. The fucking Anel face. Anel, the Anel face. I think in that moment, I think deep... He may not have admitted it, but deep down, he knew he was fucked. Like, he knew that it, it was... It's it's so over. <laughs> and, and just the, this fight in general, from the moment Luffy achieves Gear 5 to the time he literally sends this man into the core of the fucking planet... Um, it has some of the best animation, mm-hmm. best choreography, best music. best music, best blocking, just everything combined that makes a fight scene stellar, Toei brought their absolute best to this fight. Yeah. It is it is also really, 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 really impressive because, yes, aside from that, that shot, which works really well if you add, like, a monkey sound effect to it, yeah, um... Uh, Kaido had zero chance. Oh, literally, there was no like. Oh, you know, he he fought back against Gear Five Luffy. No, Gear Five Luffy said, "Fuck your shit. I'm just a silly little man. I'm a Looney Tunes man. I'm so fed up. I'm just gonna go." Monkey, 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 and then and then. I, I'm just gonna start throwing lightning bolts. At you. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna grab. I'm gonna literally fly up to this cloud. I'm gonna take a lightning bolt straight out of it. I'm gonna shoot your ass. And then the just the fact, and it's got my favorite ending of a fight this year of him just sending Kaido down to the core of the earth, where Kaido fucking will this. stay for the rest of his days. It it, it is the cars. Ultimate cars from JoJo Part Two syndrome. Yeah, yep. he will just be stuck there now. Yeah, forever. There's no way. Yeah, Kaido's not. Also, yeah, Kaido's not gonna die because he no. can't really die. He's just gonna be stuck in a pool of lava for the rest of his existence. Also, Bajrang Gun is one of the coolest yeah. fucking. Pets. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, Josh, Josh, what's your best fight scene, buddy? My favorite fight scene is Episode Eight of Kagurabachi, where he gets his sword. He's like, <laughs> Kagura Bachi the anime is no It really it's was a, the Kagura Bachi. It's episode nine of Freeman. Okay. Episode nine of Freeman. It's, it's uh, stark and stark and stark and fern. It's stark and fern. Is it okay? Is it the Stark fight or the Fern fight? Both. Both. both? It's, it's also it's a lineate lineate Lugner, the name of the two characters that they're fighting. Okay. Uh, you know, Fern yeah. just goes. Fern takes. I think Ferns is fern, more visually fern, impressive. Fern takes her gun and just. But then Stark yeah. also like has his axe and he's like and fucking cuts that bitch in half and it's like it's so cool and Fern's eye like 
I think like, Fern would absolutely have a gun, honestly. I feel like, like Fern's the type of character. She'd be gunslinger. But like, honestly, guys, watch Kagurabachi. It's fucking incredible. Kagurabachi. Read Kagurabachi. Read Kagurabachi. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah. Yep, that's it. Uh, uh, but yeah. Uh, also, um, big runner. I want to mention a runner-up because uh, I, I just I just want to mention it because like it. I was very close to putting this. Uh, basically, the entirety of Shibuya. Yeah. From yeah, fair. Specifically, yeah. specifically when Sekina's fucking domain expansion hits. Yeah. Yeah. JJK this year is like like the best. I haven't watched Jujutsu Kaisen yet. Don't worry. I didn't spoil much. There's nothing to spoil. There's nothing to spoil. Don't worry. You Except for the fact that its production is in a bit. Oh. <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't worry. Uh, don't You're worry. not fair enough yet. Oh, oh, don't, don't worry. Everyone knows about that. Let's talk about OP. Uh, best, best or worst? Best or worst? Best first. Okay. okay. Where's best OP? There it is. Alrighty, who's going first? Who is going first? Yeah, hi, it's me again. Oh, uh, it's Josh. Josh, Josh go first. Josh. <laughs> you guys ever heard of the band Yoasobi? Oh, I know. It you is. know, doing hits like you know the opening to Oshinoko. Or maybe the second opening to Beastars. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, the opening to Freyrin. Just fucking incredible. I love, ah, uh, Yoasobi, man. They just. Now, which one's your So, you is p- it for Freyrin or Oshinoko? Oh, because Freyrin. 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 It's okay. for Freyrin. It's the opening to Freyrin, dude. Freyrin's opening is Yusha. Really Yusha. The opening to Freyrin Yusha is just absolutely incredible. Yeah. The animation is incredible. The song is absolutely incredible. It's just. It's, God, it's really strong. So I really. It's just. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shane, was this your pick, too? It was my runner-up. Oh, Idol is gonna. Okay, well, we know what Shane's favorite is, but you know, anyways, yeah, uh, okay. Freyrin, good, All good right. Freyrin. All right. Spencer, was it also yours, Matt? No, it was no. I uh, no. I really like the Freyrin opening, but probably a hot take. Um, I don't know if it fits the tone of the show entirely. Weirdly, it doesn't. But but it it's a banger. It's well directed and stuff, so it does that. Ultimately, doesn't matter. It's really good. Oh, so, good. so like it's it definitely top ten of the year. But it would not be my my runner up or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's your pick? It is broken games by fathoms. From Shangri-La Frontier. Hell yeah, Just brother. a fear and loathing song. Great OP, by so the way. So this OP fucking rules. Not Hell only yeah. d- d- does it have excellent use of my favorite Japanese rap, which is just random English words thrown in there, yeah. um, but the English words are actually, like, relevant. Like, they tell the story of Sanraku, like, being, like, a shit ga- player, gamer player, mm-hmm. and then moving to a god game, um, and it all rules. So Fathoms is new quote-unquote new um i've told them fathoms is a super group so the rapper is a famous japanese rapper the guitarist is the guitarist for survival of the prophet <laughs> yeah and the drummer is the drummer for um link toshite who did you know unravel and all that you know mm-hmm. uh, it's it's the tk in, in that band um this song fucking rules. I immediately went on to Spotify to make sure that I could download it. I've listened to it almost every day because even the full version is even better. <laughs> there's more radical raps. There's more radical music, music yeah. and it just makes me feel good inside. Hell yeah. All right, Shane, what was your pick? Hey, Spenny. Mm-hmm. I heard you mention a, a, a little band I'm a fan of. Survive Said the Prophet? I heard you mention Survive Said the Prophet. Is oh. it Finland Saga? Yeah. My pick for best OP of the year is Paradox 
by Survive yeah. Said the Prophet. The second OP for Vinland Saga Season 2. Excellent choice. You know, I could just say Survive Said the Prophet and be done with it, and that would explain everything. Um, but when your OP is directed by Tetsuo Araki... Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the animation in this one's so good. Yeah. Um, it tells the story of the season beautifully because there's so many shots in this OP that are just... Not just OPs, like some of my general bet favorite shots of the entire year. Um, that like medium shot of a soldier and his head falls out from the top of the frame. Um, the shot where Snake is just mowing down Yums. Um, Thorfinn on the pile of bodies that he's murdered trying to like escape his trauma. Mm -hmm. uh, man... But mostly I was going off of uh, the mentality you guys did last year, where it's like, oh, what's the OP that I've replayed the most? And it was this. Yeah. Uh, I didn't actually go for that this year. Um, good to I, Survives of the Prophet's OP is so good. You know, it is so good. But I found myself this year attracted to more abstract OPs. Good example of this is one of my favorites of the year. It's not my pick, but uh, Zero One from... Undead, undead Unlocked by Oh my god, by um, Which yeah. is just a beautiful OP. That OP rules, dude. So, a, my, my, my OP of the year, though, is also from Vinland. And it's River I by love, Anonymous. I fucking love River. I River by Anonymous. River. The first OP to Vinland Saga Season 2. What a unique OP for a show. Um, where it's almost entirely, there's almost very little actual character footage in it. Mm -hmm. It's almost entirely symbolism based. Yep. Um, but one, gorgeously animated. Yep. It's, it's a lot of Sakuga in this. But also the song is a banger. Mm -hmm. The song is excellent. Anonymous, she is 19. Fuck. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> what am I doing with my She is 19 life? and putting out like a banger like this. I, my favorite thing to it's it's an English song because she's yeah. an English she is both a Japanese but she's also a native English speaker and because of the, the the lyrics are really beautiful because they're not necessarily it tells the story of the season like the second OP mm -hmm. but like less from like a more plot oriented way like survives OP but more from a psychological perspective yeah. and like a metaphorical perspective and also when the beat drops and the Chorus starts. Mighty like, river, I, <laughs> release my soul. I need to see the world. I had to. It's one of those OPs, by the way, that I needed to grow into because when I first heard yes, it, I was like, I, I don't know if I, I like this. But the but by the but by effort, the hat once the end of the core was done, I was like belting it. Yeah. I was like, yes, let's go. Um, and also I did show up on my Spotify rap, so there's also that. Um, but let's talk about EDs now for best ED because we need to. Hey, uh, um. Mm -hmm. You guys like Freyrin, right? Oh, I do like Freyrin. Yeah, is that your pick for ED? My pick for best ED is Anytime, Anywhere by Millet for Freyrin. Journey's this, End. This is my runner-up. It's not my pick, but it's my runner-up. Uh, so before you start, okay, go ahead. I'll say before you start, um, this probably would have been in the running because Matt showed it to me when I was having trouble picking, and I was like, "Oh, this is just gorgeous." Yeah. <laughs> so go yeah. ahead. So, uh, the song's a banger. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it was between this and my runner-up, which was the ED for uh, Trigun Stampede. Because mm -hmm. I love the song in that ED, and I love the way it uses the constellations and the stars to 
give its abstract imagery. Um, this one blew me away from a visual standpoint. Like it's paper craft animation, looks like it's ripped straight out of a fairy tale book. Um, this is for Josh specifically. Reminds me of uh, Ender Lilies. Yeah, yeah, it really it, does. It definitely ha it has that same kind of vibe with its like paper craft, almost like stop motion <laughs> style animation. Um, and the way it almost takes you through a journey in itself. I think it's that's a, that's a great indicator yeah. of like a great ED or OP when it takes you through a story. Hey, yeah. Mm -hmm. I also think it's much more fitting the tone of Frey yes. in the OP. It's very melancholic, very bitter, not like sad, but like almost very like there's mournful yeah. in a weird mm -hmm. way because uh, you're kind of rem it almost feels like you're remembering the adventures of Frey that Freeman had with the with the crew and yeah. stuff and stuff. Josh, what's your pick? My pick is from a wonderful show about science. It is the first ending to Dr. Stone New World. Where do we go by the Okamotos? Okay. The animation on this song is very lovely. Oh, it's this one. It's yeah. the song itself. Where do we go? <laughs> it's just a really, really great song. And I love the animation focusing on the, fav the five main characters, really, of Dr. Stone, Senku, Chrome, Ryusui, Gen, Gen, and Ukyo. Which one's Ukyo again? The sonar operator. The dude, the, oh, the, the sonar operator, yeah. yeah. But yeah, just a very, very lovely animated show. I love the use of very simple themes, giving each character their own individual style, mm -hmm. and going from that. Really, really good ending. I love the song. Just very overall, great ending for a very good show. Hey. That may or may not come up again. Mm-hmm. Spencer? It probably won't. Um, so, we all know how much we all like shows that have different endings each episode. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, this show uh -huh. doesn't technically have a different ending. More so as a different person doing the ending. Or should I say people? Uh, mine is Next Stage Shinjuku version from Hypnosis Microphone. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> the Shinjuku This show had to show up at some point. Had to show up. <laughs> so... Not only is this song, and Matt, is, is, is although is this ED not really fucking good? It's, it's good. It's it's, it's really good. solid. It's done by the person that did the Lost in Paradise ending. Like the animation is like nice, um, like painted on like two D painting. But I really like the Shinjuku d division of Matenro. Um and this each part kind of has like e each one has a different um, kind of thing. So. Um, Buster Bros brings in more of like a hip hop beat. Buster well, Bros. Well, with Shinjuku and Matanro, they bring in violins, mm. and it's this the, the the ending as they're talking about how you know they're they're like close to each other is really really impressive because it starts off with one voice, then two voices harmonizing, then all three of them come in together at the end, and it's a really beautiful like harmonic song for being from a very dumb rap anime. <laughs> Alright, um, uh, my pick, um, is, uh, fuck you, One Piece, Raised by Chili Beans. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, first the... ED this show's had in how many years? Uh, it's like a decade, at least. Um, it's since Innie's Lobby. Wow. That's for sure. Holy shit. <laughs> it's since, like, 2006. Um... Uh, but this is a strong ED. I think more, uh, the song's really good, mm -hmm. obviously, but I want to 
focus in on the animation on this because it's like movie quality and it's focused on like the people of Wano and Yamato. Yamato. Um, Yamato. Um, uh, uh, my, my guy. My best waifu. My husbando. Sorry, my, I missed my guy, him. My guy. My love. I love him. And he, and, and of course, there's also just the animation's just strong, all the little character beats. It's just a very upbeat ending. Um, and normally I wouldn't go for something like this, but I just had to give it a credit because I think it's one of the, it's one of my favorites of the year. Yeah. And I, I just love. One Piece has had a really good year, and one, I think One Piece it, had its best year. Yeah, um, so like <laughs> the between this and the manga, one and Piece the live had, action too, and the live action. Yeah, One Piece killed it this year. Yeah, One Piece. Yeah, it, long, long live One Piece. <laughs> Milo, Milop, man, man, I, I love, love One Piece. Piece. Uh, so um, let's talk about. Uh, but speaking, let's uh, jump into something that we might not want to talk about. Let's talk about what show did we? Th- what shows did we think? people were insane about talking about with most overrated show of the year josh what's the most overrated show of the year and i think i know what you're gonna say what do you think i'm gonna say it's gonna be rent a girlfriend right no or girlfriend girlfriend no No, i despise that show but it's not overrated because people know how garbage it is now (laughs) maybe for season one or two i would have said but no it's demon slayer season three is that your favorite? I agree. Here's the thing. I agree. Here's the really? Swordsmith Village? So it's the weakest arc of the show, here's in my, my opinion, thing. as well. Oh, it is. But yeah. Demon Slayer is good. It's a good show. It's a very good shonen. It's got some great action scenes. Man, do Demon Slayer fans just overhype it way too much. They are just brain dead. They're brain dead. They really, they, they really are just brain dead. Because they're just... The Dragon it's, Ball fans went over to Demon Slayer. Yeah, That's yeah what pretty happened. much it. Because they just say every every single episode is peak. Everything is so good. Like it was a good season. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it was good. Just way, way, the, way too overhyped. The novelty is starting to wear off. Yes, the yeah, novelty of sure. oh hey look at uh, Studio You Tables Infinite Infinite Money. Okay, cool. We've already seen this yeah. like showcased in season two. The, the fact that they're that the they fill their fucking screens with so much compositing that yeah. it sometimes becomes and overwhelming particle effects yeah they just it's it's good it's just too overrated yeah Matt. yeah he said everything i basically had to say yeah. oh it was yours as well yeah yeah i think okay. my issue with swordsman village as well as i also think that like you said the, it's the veneer starting to wear off mm-hmm. swordsman village demon slayer has always been a popcorn blockbuster anime for mm-hmm. first one but man i mean i i really like swordsman village i think it's like got a real bunch of cool stuff in there mm-hmm. but man it's kind of vapid like man there's not a whole lot of meat there no there's not no, a whole no. lot Here, here's here's what happens the tanjiro and the gang go to a new place they meet a new hashira demons show it's up the, it's entertainment di- it's entertainment district again but worse but See, worse because entertainment district was a stronger arc with a stronger thematic yes and entertainment and district a, and a stronger hashira yeah. Yes. Also, Entertainment District just had much better fights. Yes. Yeah. Just genuinely much yeah. better fights. A lot better paced yeah. fights too. Like, come on, fucking um, Tengen versus uh, Gyutaro was. Yeah. Like, oh god. Peak. People Peak. lost their shit for that. Yeah. Because it, it was, was incredible. incredible. Yeah. It definitely feels and then like that. People were not talking a lot about Mitsuru versus or fucking. Um, uh, Tokido. Tokido. Tokido against hey. Spencer. Yep. What was your pick for most overrated? Uh, sorry, Brunrit. <laughs> Uh, most overrated is the Konosuba Megaman spinoff. No, that's fine. Uh, so that has like a 7.6 on Mao. That's okay. It deserves like a fucking 6. 
I wouldn't go so that far, but I, I think it's okay. I hundred percent see. That's it, though. I genuinely do not think that this show deserves one to be called a Konosuba spinoff, and two to have even been made. It's because it is. It is. You know what it is? It's Megamine is everyone's favorite character. Yeah, and and that's fine. But do you know what it is? It's boring. It is a boring show to watch. It's just Megamine. And and Megamine's fine, but she cannot carry a show the by herself. The whole thing that makes Konosuba good is the interactions with everyone. everybody. It is how everyone is just a and, human piece of garbage and they treat each other. And like, like garbage. everybody's like, oh no, 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 it's it's so great. The show's great. You know, it has great animation and great character. The animation like, isn't even that great, and like, honestly. And, and, and no. I'm like, it's not good. Most of the jokes aren't funny mm-hmm. because there's no there's no straight man. There's no there's no Cosma to bounce it off of, and the character. And most of all, Megaman's a bitch. She is a fucking vapid bitch for most of this show. Every single character in Konosuba is a piece of garbage. Yeah, this no, no, show, but, but she's but she's worse than if in this was a show with even Cosma in it. It would be infinitely better because at least you would have someone to bounce off. I, the, I think that my issue with the show is that it also gives us very little infam- new information yep. that we yeah. know about. We know the shit. Because, like we we got this backstory already in the show. It and ob- the obviously it was very all quick. it was was just people giving them something to hold on to until season three comes out. And until season three comes out, which was supposed to come out this year, but it got pushed anyways. Which so. is really funny. I would have preferred not having anything. <laughs> like genuinely. It's it's overrated because I, I heard about it all the time from people and I don't think it deserves to exist. Mm-hmm. Straight up. All right. Um, my pick is to the most overrated jump property in a very long time. My most overrated goes to Hell's Paradise. Hell's Paradise. Ooh boy. Okay, so uh, I'm sure the manga this is based on is really good. I'm sure it's it great. Is. It is. I'm sure it's excellent. I've heard great things about it from people I trust. Fuck, I don't know what the hell happened with this anime adaptation. I don't I know that it had a bunch of production problems and they show on screen and all of the Blu-ray fixes that they did probably indicate that and this is Studio Mappa and their continued implosion. Um but man, Hell's Paradise just did not do it for me. It just did not. Uh, the an- like the actual animation of it is all over the place. Uh, the pacing's fucked. Um, it's a li- it- it's like weirdly it doesn't know if it wants to be like like a standard shonen or like a grim dark shonen. Like it doesn't really it doesn't know like the tone correctly. It feels like it feels like two different shows. Um, and also and none of the characters I find interesting. It's just it's a whole lot of bleh. Um, um, oh, and also, uh, it has like an 8.2 on Mal, and I yeah. want to fucking... I saw that, I'm like, excuse me? Uh, probably fans of the manga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like, I'll read the manga. So, But now... But with overrated also comes... An under, underrated. An underrated. What's the show that nobody has watched, or not a lot of people seem to care about, that we think deserves more attention, Josh? I genu- I don't know if this was talked about a lot. I don't know if it was a lot, but I personally really love Campfire Cooking in Another World. That no one was talking about no that one. one trust talking, me. No one trust was, me. No one was talking about no that. No one was talking about this, and I think it deserves a lot more because it is a very, very good slice of life. It's it's and here's my thing. It's it's Studio Mappa. I say it was Mappa. It, it's done by Mappa. It's done by a big studio, but no one really talked 
talked about it. It kind of just flew under the radar, radar, and it's a good show. It's getting a second season now too. Like it's a good show, obviously. Just no one talked a lot about it. Like the animation was solid. The writing was lighthearted, witty, calm. The characters were really well written. It was just really good. The opening, the ending, bangers. Just. Really it's nice show, to see man. an isekai that's not like an action it's show. Not even and, an is- it, well, it is an isekai. And it, it's an isekai that's not like an action show that's more focused on like just like slice, slice of life, life stuff. I think that's life. refreshing. It's very refreshing. It's very laid back and I like that and I'm very happy it's getting mm-hmm. a second season because it deserved it. Spencer? So me and Matt have watched this show um, and I think more people need to watch it because it came out and... We're like, hmm, it's a weird premise, but it's a unique premise. Mm-hmm. And it does not deserve as low a score as it has on Mal right now. And that, of course, is Paradox Live the Animation by Studio Pine Jam. Good choice, because I really like this. I really like um, this show. So, you can go ahead and start. So, Paradox Live the Animation is a rap battle anime, but it's much, much, much more than that. It is a, it is a cyberpunk dystopia it is a a take on like dealing with trauma through music it is it has some of the best character designs and like 3d like like the 3d like for the music videos it's really good it's genuinely good music and nobody has talked about it because it's a mixed media project and it deserves to be talked about because it is a genuinely good show that is not just about a rap battle, but about how people deal with music pushing them through things or helping them through things, but also how if you get lost in music, it can be your downfall. And they do that through the use of Phantom Mental, which is basically something that can allow them to do to create like illusions. But when they use it, they get trauma, kind of like they... they, they yeah, they, they get PTSD. They get PTSD flashbacks. Um, so it's much more than just rap. It's also about trauma. It's please, please watch this show. Hey, please wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> Thirty seconds. Please wrap it up, guys. Wrap it up. Okay. Wrap I'm gonna start up. talking about sexual assault, and you can play that really loud over me. Yep. So this one was hard for me because I was going purely based off of mouse scores, and I had a hard time picking something because every show that I've watched this year, I went through and I'm like, okay, yeah, that score makes sense. I would agree with that. Except for one little show that we've already talked about. It's one of my favorites of the year. And the fact that its score is this low is criminal. So my pick for most underrated is Trigun Stampede. Oh, it's like a seven. 7.8 on Mel. What? Yeah. It's below an eight. Skipping low for score is higher. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you, yeah. The reason why is because it's CG. It's CG. Yep. Uh, and that just proves that uh, most no, but- people who watch the show are fucking stupid. <laughs> or, or more than likely, the people who did watch it did like it because I've yet to see someone who actually watched it dislike it. Yeah. They probably got a bunch of got review bombed more yeah. than likely because it's CG. Anime fans are because they're CG. Like- it's CG. It got review bombed more than likely because this show, in terms of mouse scores, it deserves to be somewhere in the 8 range. The fact that it's below an 8 baffles my mind. Um, Because this is easily one of the best quality shows of the year. So that's just a fucking crime. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a great show. Um, And I think the fact that it was low. It was low. It was up there actually as one of my picks for this. But like my pick 
is for a show that's from this season, and it's from one of my favorite working directors. Um, uh, who here is familiar with the name of Masami Ando? Um, he directed such banners like Astra. Don't look at me. Astra, Lost in Space. Hell yeah. Toilet Bound, Hanukkah-kun. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell Scum's yeah. Wish. Hell yeah. Uh, Hakame and Matochi. Hell yeah. He has a little show this season called Shy. Ooh! And so Shy is best described as what if My Hero Academia met Kamen Rider? Met Ma- yeah. Met... Madoka Magica. Fuck yeah! So already, just great. I great. Like you can already see the show in your mind. One of the things I love about Shy uh, is the way it's directed. Masami Ando is just one of the most distinct directors working in anime today. The way he uses paneling, the way he uses color, is so unique and different. It's I and it's a great superhero show because it actually deconstructs the idea of superheroes, uh, superheroism, and. It's got a great lead character, and it has like 6.5 on Mal for some godforsaken reason. I don't know why it's so low, especially when it also, especially when it's one of the best written shows of the year as well, and one of the best directed shows of the year. I don't know. Shy is like a Shy is like a 10 out of 10 show, like airing right now that no one's talking about. And is it I, a 6.9? 6.6. 6.6. 6.5. Right, for Shy. <laughs> No, yeah, like it's super low. My guess it's low is because my my. I think the reason why it's so low is because people were. I think people were promised a superhero, like a more action heavy superhero show, when it's far more focused on character dynamics and like, like gay. What's next? <laughs> What's next, Mister Randomizer? Uh, um, I am. Uh, well, the randomizer says best action show, so it's best action show. One piece. Oh, okay. oh, I guess Shane's going well, first. Well, also, then. guess what, Shane? I have decided to be an asshole as well because it's also One Piece for me as well as this year. Um, I just literally everything I've said for the last three years. You mean Mylop? Uh, yeah, literally everything I've said the last three years holds true now because literally the last three or four years I've given this award to One Piece because holy god, man! This is like we Wano, were ta- we were talking we were talking about One Piece having its best year. It had its best fucking year. She, like, not only did we have Luffy v. Kaido, round three, with gear five, we had Sanji versus Queen, and Zoro versus King. Yep. And also the stuff after Luffy versus Kaido. Mm-hmm. We had the fight with the Admiral yep. as well. We had the Momononosuke uh, stuff. Yep. We had uh, all of the... We had the... We had the fucking buggy scene we had yep. the buggy stuff this year there was a, so much this year with one piece that was just excellent uh, we we did was ne- devil nico robin this year too yes or, yes black maria black maria was this year too mm-hmm. um so like there was so much this year um fuck it was jimbei versus who's who this year mm-hmm. was was frankie and sasaki this year i don't that was the tail end of last year okay I okay um, i was gonna be like oh, okay hold up a minute. that was the tail end of last year um but it was it, it's been it's it's been it's been a very good year and i'm like no other real action show maybe other than jjk jjk is like the, um, the close uh jjk came close this year in terms of sheer action power uh, powerhouse 
Next year, I think I think One Piece might because MHA comes in with the war arc next year. Yeah, so I feel we'll, like we'll, we'll see MHA might have its best year ever next year. Yeah, uh, we'll- so like it's very possible. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. One Piece continues to be mad good this week. Mad good. Mad crazy good. Crazy good. Crazy good this week. One peak. Call that one peak. Yeah. Nice. Josh, action series. Is it Tai Kai? That uh, no. Uh, that he hasn't to- watched. Kai Mus- I, I, I meant to say Mushoku Tensei. No, no. So that was not an action. action. There was like no action. You have not watched season two. There is no action. Oh, fair enough. It's almost <laughs> entirely drama. So oh, okay. Originally, I was going to go with season three of Demon Slayer, but then after mulling it over, I was like, eh, yeah, no it's a real standout action. Standard fair. It's, it's kind of standard. So instead, <clears throat> why the fuck do I have a bird mask on? Where the fuck did I get these daggers from? You know what? Where did my clothing go? Why do I not have any clothing on? Respect. Dude, it's Shangri-La Shangy Frontier. 100%. Shangri-La Frontier. Man, this is just... Let me solo her the anime. It's just... You know what, man? It's a ton of fun. It's dude. a ton of fun. This is a game I would 100% play. This is a game I would like 100%. This is like a platinum. This is a 100% platinum. It's just... It's just a good time. Like, it's... The boss fights are super cool. The fight with the Leica guy, man, like seeing yep. him come up with all these strategies and like thinking on the fly. The fact that he's not invincible. That's like, I think this is not a pa- this is not a power fantasy. This is not something like SAO where he's just over like powered. Like he has died. He has shown that he he's under leveled. Yeah, he's severe. And, and, and the game punish and it punishes him for it. I think one of my favorite gags that is the most relatable thing is at the end of the latest episode when he gets the uh, twin daggers and he's not he's not the level. He's, he's not even he's, a high enough level. He doesn't have the the right stat. He doesn't have the right stats. He's, he's like, like oh, I I have too much luck. And it's like I've done that so Dude, many fucking, fucking times. Dark, on fucking Dark, Dark Souls. Souls. You you pick up a, uh, you're like this is the greatest weapon I have ever. Oh god, I don't have the strength I don't, for I'm it. I'm a level four. It's just a good action show. <laughs> that, can I just side note for Shangi? My favorite joke of like the, I think it was either the last episode or this episode, is do you remember the couple? They're, oh my god, keep coming on a couple. She's pulled, she just and wants like, to shoot, and he's just like, don't, 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 what did I tell you? And yeah. it's just, I, I, I mentioned this on the podcast, and I'll mention this again now, real quick. Those two are incredible background characters because we've all done something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's just a fun for the, f- show. For those who like Shangri-La, apparently in the manga, there's an arc where he pilots a Gundam. <laughs> Let's fucking go! Yes! So, I feel like that when we get to that point, Shangri-La <laughs> Fantasy might actually have to be in the running for best <laughs> thing ever made. Uh, Svenny, what's your favorite? What's your best action show of the year? So, I'm a big fan of Bacchino, right? Bacchino. Yeah, but Matt might know where this is going. I know what it is. So Bacchino is written by a man named Ryogo Narita, okay? Ryogo Narita has written other graf- uh, other light novels, including my best action series, which is Dead Mount Death Play. Dead Mount Death Play. Mm. Dead Mount Death Play. Uh, th- so... What? Okay, so Dead Mount Death Play is a rare... In which I kind of love to say this, it is a rare reverse isekai. A necromancer from a fantasy land is about to be killed by the paladin hero, and he uses the last of his magic to basically teleport his soul, but he ends up getting teleported into a boy who was just murdered by an assassin, okay? And so this boy 
is the is basically the the soul of this necromancer with all of his power and all of his magic is in the real world. Oh. And it deals with him like the first thing he does is he's just like okay time to get revenge and he he just murders this woman straight up <laughs> with like a giant skeleton hand just like <laughs> and then and then the best is that at the end of the episode he's just like shit what am I supposed to do yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he brings her back to life as a zombie <laughs> and and she's like kind of upset because she's like damn I really wanted to die to know how it felt like to die so now she's just following around like a puppy it's incredible it is ridiculous dude I, I uh, Dead Mount Dead play is great because like it's obviously he left out the fact that there's he's not the oh, that's not the only character that's like that yeah uh, it's it, it's literally a reverse imagine reverse isekai meets death game so this is pretty much almost like um fuck what's the one where it's like the military the JDF goes into the um gate gate it's, it's all, so it's almost almost it's like kind of like gate imagine like imagine like recreators okay. yeah okay. recreators if recreators had the sense of humor of like a bacchano or okay like a yeah gotcha. so take like the bacchano violence <laughs> and give it to like a recreators type of okay. plot i got gotcha, you yeah. gotcha. it's really yeah, fucking good i think it's a blast so i i, I thought it was a blast yeah um, it's so, a blast um so let's go so time for a category that sure everyone will agree on and it's not it, we are definitely still going to be friends afterwards and that's waifu Oh, of the year. No. So, so I have a so I'll go first because I have a little bit of backstory to this. Oh no! Spencer had to get permission to use this one. I had to get permission to use, even though I don't think he needs permission to use it. But whatever. True, but I just felt like just for for rules' sake, I wanted to make sure that, that the don't boss let the liberals win, Spencer. I always let the liberals win. That's why I'm an NDP voter. <laughs> That's a little Canadian political humor there. I don't have the soundboard on, so I can't use the rim shot. But anyways, so I will pass around a picture. So this girl right here is my waifu of the year. Sure. Okay. It's who you thought it was. Okay. All right. I was wondering who it was. Okay. Explain. Okay, so... Okay, so my waifu of the year is a person by the name of Anne Faulkner from Paradox Live. She is one of the three rappers in Bay, which is the kind of main, I'd say the main rap group that we kind of focused through in in the beginning. But Anne Faulkner is Mm non-binary. She uses they pronouns, but they dress feminine Mm -hmm. more so because they like the fashion. So I went to Matt and I said, listen, if it's a non-binary in- individual that dresses feminine and presents feminine, can I give them white? They will be yeah. open to both categories. They'd be open to both categories? That's that's the official, that would be the okay. official ruling that I'm making up right now because we've never had this happen before. Exactly. So. And, and because I could have given it to a lot of people, but I genuinely love this person. This character like, is great. Her char- th- their character is great. And everything about their trauma deals with the fact that they are non-binary and just look at that character design man like great, come on great yeah, fucking yeah, design I get it. I yeah get it. no i, I was get it. I, that's the, a spencer design i was yeah. gonna no i was gonna say like yeah like dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah. josh that's waifu so this is I your mean, category dude this, this is, is your category category and we i i let's be real i am the master of you know Romance. Degeneracy. Degeneracy. I mean, what? However, I am doing probably the most pure-hearted 
sweethearted, just almost you could say angel like. I saw who it was. Character. My choice for waifu of the year is Mahiro Shina from The Angel Next Door Spoils Me Rotten. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Jesus. If choice. you could describe a cinnamon roll and one character, I'm going to pass it around because I would like to show off my waifu of the year, Matthew. Spencer. Yep. Shane. Yeah, okay. Yeah. She is the ideal wife. She takes care of the MC. She, she stays co- in the kitchen. She, she cooks and cleans. She cooks. She cooks like a she, good listen, woman. She, like an obedient. She slave, also. I mean, <laughs> she is just an absolute sweetheart. She basically just is there to comfort you, tell you everything's okay, and make you happy. She has her own problems that she deals with, and she has her own backstory. She is just like. She really is. If I can compare her to last year's waifu of the year, she is just Marin 2.0. She's Marin. Uh, she's Marin if without like a lot of Marin's like more yeah, she's Marin sarcastic without, sides. She and is stuff. the more just pure-hearted, sweet, will be there through thick and thin kind of mm-hmm. waifu. And honestly, we all we all kind of need all that right. sometimes. Chain, who's your pick, and why? What we might have the exact same pick. We don't have the same pick. What's your pick? I could have gone with the safe choice. Did you spill something? Okay. Stop spilling shit. I could have gone with the safe pick, and frankly, I almost did, which was your forger, because it was a spy family here. And especially this arc in that black cocktail dress. Eh. Fair enough. However, I decided to go with the new waifu. Oh, God. There's There's a new one? So my pick for best waifu is Miyako Saito. From Oshinoko. Ooh. Hot Milf Manager. Oh, fair enough. Hot no. Milf Manager. Oh, no, that's, that's a good choice. That's Hot com- Milf, that's it. Unexpe- Hot Milf Manager. Honestly, unexpected, but really good choice. Uh, you know what, Matt? I'm going to use something you say all the time. Inspired, Inspired choice. choice. Inspired choice. Inspired choice. Literally, the point of her character was, oh, you have to babysit Ice children uh, because your husband, who's her manager, said so. And she hates these okay. fucking kids with a passion. And then the children decide to play God and they instill the fear of God in this woman. You good over there? Is that... What, is, are you my mother? That's why I'm here. Is that, the, is that the gift of those children doing one of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so okay. the children instill the fear of God in her and basically tell her if she raises them as her own uh, and helps I at any chance she get, uh, she will become royalty. And she hook, line, and sinker falls. I, she's a great. She's just a great character too. I think that, that that's the, yeah. yeah. Okay. So and then she becomes an actual like like motherly figure after uh, you know stuff. What happens? Yeah. Stuff. Yes. This was a hard year for me. Uh, this is a, <laughs> in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> this was a difficult year because um, this is a year where unfortunately you had a you had a series of just. White fave past favorites coming back, mm-hmm. um, that uh, coming back, and a bunch of great new ones too. Um, uh, just in, just in general. Also, uh, Kohaku was on my list as uh, well. Koh- I mean, obviously, I gave it to Kohaku one year. She's back this year. Kohaku. I gave it. Uh, you have. Um, uh, you got Rukia Kuchki having her mm-hmm. some of her best moments yep. in the Ice entire cream. series this year. Um, and of course Rukia is an old timer yeah. for me. I love her. Hell yeah. Um, Even um Saleta came back. Saleta came back. Yeah, Saleta came back. I uh, uh fucking I'm more of a Mirone. Yeah, kind of well a, I was yeah, I'm surprised. Who's uh, who's who's Leek's been girl? 
uh, Orihime. Orihime. Orihime, yeah, Orihime. She's back here. Well, yeah, I love Orihime, but also yep. this was Rukia's core, though. That's the thing. I forgot her name. I just like Orihime's design. Yeah, she got big titties. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why I like it. Yeah. Uh, Orihime was back this year. Um, uh, one of probably maybe one of my all-time favorites, Chisei Hatsuri, was back yeah, this year. Yeah, baby. Unfortunately, I didn't go with her because it turns out, once again, this isn't her fucking arc because... Trust me, the best part about Chisei is that she's is that she's always like she's consistently the best part, but like she's always almost overshadowed by like the arc of the character that she's going through at the moment. Uh, so I didn't go with her. I didn't go with her. There's a lot of great new ones as well this year. Uh, new, great new ones this year. There's a I forget her name from. There's one from Shangri La that I really love. Yeah, I know who you're talking. Uh, about. Is it yeah. the, the 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 love interest? Uh, the the yeah. It, yeah, no, no, not her. No, no. It's, no, it's the fucking. Um, is, is is it the rabbit girl? No, no, no. Oh, is that the leader of the Assassins Guild? Leader of the Assassins. Uh, forget. I, I know. I forget her name. But I, I forget. I, I forget. I, I, I forget. I forget her name. Uh, it's the, it's the chick with the halberd. Um, yeah, the pencil. Yeah, yeah. Um, Arthur t- Pencil. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dick with the halberd. You have Shijika from Zom 100. Yeah, who yep. almost made it. Beatrix. Beatrix almost made it. Yeah, picks. But I had to go boring. It's your forger. Uh, I think. You know what? Respect. I, I like no mainly be- mainly because of the, the cruise. I I was waiting to see how they would adapt that arc, um, because that would actually had been the big determinant, and then. Episode, I think, was it like nine or ten happened? Yeah, the big it was one fight. Of those, yeah, the big fight happened, and I'm like, you know what? This is goaded, bro. Her in that fucking cocktail dress. Holy man. shit! Like, I fucking love your forger. I think she's like was like one of the best female character designs of the past like five, six. Literal years. Like, incarnation of mommy. <laughs> Literally, I, I would suckle them titties. Okay, oh, okay, okay. All right, calm down. Let's move on to husbando. Let me jump out of this uh, fucking so window. So I'm gonna get this out of the way real quick because okay. I did I did go boring for my husbando because technically it did it's a it's Golden Kamui year. It is the immortal Sugimoto. So what, I mean, you've so already... so I would have, but I chose something different. But you'll understand when I get okay. to my okay. Well, I'm done. It's Sugimoto. Yeah, we've been really, over it for four. It's literally, literally I have made it a rule on this show. Come year end awards. If Golden Kamui aired, Sugimoto wins Husbando. <laughs> so go ahead, sir. So fair enough. Um, but you got to realize something. Uh, I'm extremely bisexual for one type of man and one type <laughs> of man only, and that is Nicholas D. Wolfwood. Yeah, buddy. Trigun Stampede. His design in Trigun Stampede oh, is one of the most attractive men I have ever Jesus seen in my Christ. entire life. Okay, now this is this might sound a bit gay for the straight in the room. I'd pull my dick out. Okay, I'm not going that far, but well, like, but like, his design in stampede is somehow even better than his og design and that's saying something the the fucking loose black suit um his the one pierced ear the kind of short choppy black hair he's tall kind of lanky everything everything i want in a man right there and i was like yo Sugimoto, you have a good run, and I love you, and you're all, you'll always be Husbando. He's immortal. He's immortal, but he's immortal. Nicholas D. Wolfwood, 
is the, is the person that I would 100% be fully gay for. <laughs> God rest his soul. Right. God rest. Gay rest Who's your pick? Who I think- would, who would, which male character would you have sex with if you were a homosexual male? <laughs> Even a partially homosexual male. I mean, I'm just going with the absolute homie Ryusui from Dr. Stone. Hell yeah, bro. Kind man. of a goaded choice, actually. Oh, he's yeah. just a homie. Man just wants money. This man oh, is he, does. Is he like he a capitalist? Want, huh? Is he, he like, doesn't he want, want just money. He wants he everything. Want everything. He He's a pirate. He's a greedy everything. He's not a pirate. He is a capitalist. <laughs> Even he better. He wants everything. Yeah. But he's also just a really, really well-written character. He genuinely, ca- he genuinely cares about everyone. His interactions with everyone. His stuff with Senku is great. Mm-hmm. He's also a goat. Have you... Oh, God. Have any of you finished season three? I haven't finished I have not, no. I read the manga. You know me. So. I, I have, so, I've only seen like an episode or two. Him... So. This, his, man, this man builds a casino. My thing, his fight with Senku, his fight with Senku against uh, whatever fucking... I know. I don't remember his the name. Chief, I know what you're talking but about. But yeah, it is awesome. My man is an absolute goat where he doesn't give a shit if he gets petrified. If he is able to finish the mission, let him be petrified. He, he's just so literally, He's just so cool. No, it, it, it's literally when him and Senko build a casino for me. It's yeah, just that's like, a, let, let's just, create gambling in this I mean, I, honestly, I could also just go with any of the five main characters in Dr. Stone. Senku is an absolute homie. Chrome is an absolute Chrome, homie. Chrome. Gen. Is an absolute homie. Is an absolute yep. homie. Like, this is Doctor Stone is just the boys. The boy. It, it really it's is. It's just the boys doing the boys. What if the, the boys the boy. got stranded on an island? Yeah. Yo. Yeah, I was gonna say. Okay. Rock. All right. So like. All right. So. I do. No, there were really. There was really. Two, there was. There was a couple of options this year. I could have gone boring again and picked Lloyd again. Yeah. Um, but also he doesn't really get a whole lot to do this season. So I'm just kind of like. Oh yeah, it's more yours arc. Yeah. Um. Uh, next season will be Lloyd's because that's yes. his backstory stuff. So, nice, yes, which is very good. Oh, yeah, excellent. Um, uh, and then I could have picked any male character from Vinland. Um, oh, literally, yeah, <laughs> literally um, any. Just uh, Anar, Anar, Snake, even Thorfinn with his ponytail. Thorfinn, yeah. Um, um, but instead, I'm gonna go with the thirst route. Uh, my my uh, my uh, husband of the year is Crimson from Ragnar Crimson. Uh, Hell it, yeah, brother! Okay, man. so I'm just gonna show this the group fucking, of picture. This fucking what? twink. This this is a male, by the way. This fucking twink oh ass motherfucker! Oh my god, <laughs> that is a twink. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely a thirst pick. Oh my god, this is absolutely a thirst pick. I understand that. Pure horn. I'm not gonna lie. When I found, when I first saw this character in the, sh- it was almost immediate. Like in the back, it, like when I saw this kid, I literally blurted out loud, "That's what's bound on the ear." Like immediate, like without. That's hot. Like without That's blinking, hot. it was. This was one of the easiest picks. I love. I fucking love Crimson. And also, he's a psychopath. And oh, that's here's the, here's the thing. If we were just doing thirst pick, I would just chosen Andy from Undead Dunluck. That's actually that's, oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's inspired. Also a very inspired. He's his cock and ball always out. <laughs> and it, oh, he and, is and, a man. and also Andy respects women. Yes, he does. To an extent. Also, yeah. I'm trying to remember. Can uh, Zom 100 
Which one? I know who you're talking about. Oh, the the comedian. The comedian. The comedian. Yeah, the comedian. Who's also like a genuinely nice dude. Good guy. Yeah. yeah. He just. Yep. No, Cares I love he also respects women. Also he respects also respects women. No. Yeah. He, no. He respects women. He res- he's respects women so hard. Like that's literally yes, part did. of his character. Is like, yeah. yo, no, just, I fucking love women. Just a good. Just a do good not insult women. Dude's like, rock. Also. Rock. I don't know what I was gonna say. I was. What's the next award, Matt? Best insert song. <laughs> Let's see. Does anyone have Scott Pilgrim? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. I don't. So no. Okay. Scott Pilgrim people go first. Scott heads go off. You want to go first? Uh, I know what yours you is. you go first. Hey, hey, I feel fine. That is mine. Hey, hey, da, 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 I don't feel good. Yeah, it's I Feel Fine by Sex Pabon. Uh, mine is I Feel Fine Part 2 by Sex Pabon. I just put them both together. True. Honestly. Uh, same. Yes, but one has... Knives on the keyboard at the end, though. And that's what makes it... Yeah. So... Literally, just anything Sex Pabon. Uh, it's... Oh, my... However... Mm-hmm. Konya Wa Hurricane. Konya Wa Hurricane. Close runner-up. Close runner-up. Uh, because that is incredible. Um, the fact that it's just a giant uh, parody of Bubblegum Crisis. Bubblegum Crisis, which, whose opening was Coney Island Hurricane. But um, I Feel Fine Part 2, or I Feel Fine just in general, uh, by Sex Bomb, is such a classic indie rock yep. track mm-hmm. where it's kind of not great, but it's also... You can't help re- but get caught up in how catchy it is. But you also can't help but get caught it, up... It, it's just... It's, you're just it's, it's that. It's that. Like... like Uno reverse cards and yeah. stuff back into being yeah. good. Yeah, because you're like, these guys aren't really musically talented, but fuck, but, man, they it's jam. Kind of a jam though. I'm kind of loving it. It's kind it. of a bop. Yeah. It, it, is, it is, you know... This is literally, you're like uh, hanging out at the bar at like 10 p.m. on a Friday, and some random local band you never heard of is on stage, and it's like, yeah. what, who's that? Who's that? I mean, they're not bad, but I just want to know who they are. But uh, yeah, no, I, I Feel Fine is like the best insert song. Yeah fucking love that josh josh what's your all right so <clears throat> we all was, already so know what it is you guys know what it is i was originally going to choose um an insert song from freyron mm-hmm. because it was good really one of the only ones i could think of and then man, i'm so happy how much we have talked about this show shangri law just came up and dropped a fucking banger of a song the vorpal blacksmithing song mm-hmm this is just a cutscene. This is just a fucking incredible cutscene. The this is a Monster Hunter cutscene. This is a Monster Hunter cutscene, dude. Like the music yeah. and everything is incredible. The I want to give pro- huge props to the voice actor too. Incredible, incredible voice actor. You keep talking. I'll pull it up. Yeah, I'll pull it up. I love how it's just constant. You can hear the just constant ringing of the hammer in the background. That adds to the piece. It's just it's a fucking banger. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good, and it's a full, it's a three minute song. This is not just like oh, it's a one minute oh, quick little intro. No, this is a full ass fucking song, and it is so good. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so my pick uh, for uh, best insert song uh, is from a show that I'm shocked no one has brought up for insert songs because like it's literally like. That that it's it's half of it's literally insert songs because that's partly the point because it's an idol show. Um, but uh, the, my best insert song is "Full Moon" by Megumi Han from Oshinoko. Oshinoko, you know what? From Oshinoko. Absolutely fair. Uh, this is from episode nine. 
This is one of the big climactic moments of that particular section of the show. Yep. Um, because uh, so, and that song is just a fucking banger. It's really strong. Um, the performance in the show is really strong for it. It's just, it's just. I love insert songs that are part of like the the actual musical nature, like the okay. musical vibe of the actual setting itself. That's why I really love the Conmain stuff from last year, or the rap stuff from Kaguya as well. Like, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of really strong. So, so like Oshinoko, I just had a really good song. If you have not listened to Full Moon, highly recommend it as as, as like a standalone song. Like, it's really strong. So go check. That so out. I'm gonna go ahead and just. Hop in right there for for, for Brunrit. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. His name is Akio Otsuka, and he is most famous for being the Japanese voice of Jigen. He is Snake. He is um. He is Blackbeard from One Piece. Nice. He is. Oh yeah, Marshall D. Teach. He is All for One. He is Thorkel from Vinland. Hell yeah. He is Wamu from JoJo. Very, he's a very prolific voice he's actor. He's Xenoart from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, just a very. <laughs> yeah, he's a really good voice actor. Really good. He song. is also the official hey. dubbing role for Steven Seagal, Nicolas Cage, and Daniel Banderas, Dolph Lundgren, and Samuel L. Jackson, Denzel Washington, and Daniel Quaid. Jesus. Hmm. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. What's the next award, buddy? Um. Uh. The next award. Bring this up if it really needs to reload. Um, let me just. I feel fine. I feel fine. Hey. All right. Let's get hey. some worst out of the way. Okay. Worst OP of the year. I want to start. Want... No, I can start. No, I want to start. Start some fights. So Aww. this might start a fight. So I want to see what it is. So there was a show this year that aired. Um, had a lot of hype around it. Mm-hmm. And I started watching it in the prep for the year-end awards. And I don't... There's reasons, and I will get to it, but the OP just did not land for me. So my pick for worst OP, and I know this is going to maybe at least piss off Josh, is uh, Kurai Telepathy by Maharajan. The OP for Tomo-chan is a girl. Just kind of not great. You know, it's not. You know what, Shane? Just kind of not great. You know what? Honestly, I actually agree with you. It's, okay. it's pretty Here's fucking Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The, the first like minute of it is okay. Like the last 30 seconds. No. It's, it's okay. Uh, here. Okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to do my minute. It's okay. Nothing about it really sticks out for me. Um, none of the direction or storyboarding is uh, all that memorable. It's honestly just animation very mid mm-hmm. and the song and i don't know what it is about the song just irritates me the song's especially okay. near the end it just sounds like pots and pans banging i just like yeah. you know what super super mid op you know what i originally had super mid so here's what my original choice for op worst op was okay it was nothing Fair I'm just gonna go with Shane and say yeah, that's okay. yeah, it's not great. It's it's okay. It's, it's weak. It's weak. Is it? Okay. It's pretty weak. It's pretty weak. I like this too because like I'll, I'll listen to it after the podcast. Tomo is good. Tomo is yeah, like the show yeah, itself is good. Spencer, what's your pick? Um, so I this is really fucking difficult because every time I would go and rewatch like an OP, I'd be like, no, this shit rules. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well then, what about this show that I? Uh, no, this actually has a really good. OP. So I gave it to um, it's my soul. By Hiroki Nanami, which is the first OP to Helk. Um, oh, really? It is just kind of fine. 
Um, animation's kind of there. Kind of mid. Kind of mid. The song is fine. Uh, the, like, storyboarding is okay. The second OP for Hulk is actually a lot better. It's just, when I was looking at all the OPs, I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> like, like it's the worst because there's nothing good I can say about it, but there's also nothing extremely bad it's I can say. It's just a bleh. It's just like, it's just a... I listened to it once, uh, twice, you know, first episode, last episode. Every time I was, skip it. I don't care. Yeah. I, I need to. Yep. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, my pick for worst. Uh, this is hard. This was a hard year for this. <laughs> I, I, I this to the point where I was legitimately just like, oh, I was almost about to go in a. Cause I and was for like, context, Matt directed uh, messaged me directly saying that we're probably getting rid of these categories next year. <laughs> this is probably the final year with these. I, I'm just I like for these are always the hard. These are always some of the hardest ones to pick. Just because there's not enough to go by and music is super fucking subjective to begin with. Yep. So like, so like, but I was lucky enough to find a worst OP because this one kind of fucking blows. Uh, it's No Frontier by Ali the Shota. Yes, that's his actual name from the the Gene of AI. What right, the you, you watched that show? <laughs> now the Gene of AI. For those who don't know what that show is, um, it is a sci-fi show like a cyberpunk style show uh, about a robot doctor because this is set in a world where cyborgs and robots exist and and it deals with the ide- ideas behind like transhumanism, the ethics behind oh, yeah. whether or not robots can have souls and stuff. So, you know, standard cyberpunk sci-fi mm-hmm. goodness. The show itself is pretty good. It's not amazing, but like, you know, you know what's all the sci-fi stuff. The OP is auto-tuned rap hip-hop garbage. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it sounds yeah. abysmal. I don't know what. And also, all half the OP is like the, just the character stills and then just faded image like faded clips from the show in the background as well it's like it's very lazy it's boo. not great it's a boo op i watched it and i'm like this could this sucks like is because i actually forgot that the that I, because i watched the show and i forgot that the op existed too which is never a fucking good sign yeah that's a so, sign mm-hmm. all right yeah so that's my pick now for worst ed Shane, what I like you? to go. Okay, go, Shane. Because um, I kind of have two answers: one more jokey and one more serious. Okay, go ahead. Um, What's the joke? I'll get the the, jo- the jokey is basically any Netflix original anime <laughs> because they're all boring. Black screens, black screens, white text. Pluto, Scott Pilgrim. Like, yeah, but at least the Scott songs Pilgrim are had, good. Had you know, at least Scott Pilgrim had yeah. Scott Pilgrim had Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. The songs are good, but there's literally no visuals. No. Um, however, if you want a serious answer, my actual answer is uh, Yosuga by hashtag KZN. Kizuna no LL. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Is that the Kizuna no AI show? Kizuna AI show. Fair enough. <laughs> Wait, Kizuna oh. oh, yeah. I forgot she had a name. Boo. Oh. The ED is. Ba- it sold <laughs> NFTs. It's so bad. Yeah, the, ED, not- the ED sucks, dude. It's. It, you know, generic VTuber J-pop song, but good God, those visuals. He's not, I am really sorry this had to happen to you. Uh, imagine, like, the worst VTuber model renders just plastered on screen as JPEGs it for looks like, a minute and 30 seconds. you can tell they're JPEGs, too, and that's yeah, the worst because they're it. badly cropped, too, is what gives it away, because they got artifacts. This show was done by wit. It was. I, in my research, yes. I found out this was Wit Studio. Oh boy, they lost a. Uh, they lost, they went, lost a bet. 
They lost a bet. That's that, that's a bet show. The, 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 this show was blackmail. I'm, 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 uh, but uh, oh, we'll, we'll talk more about Kitchen No, no I'll, I'll end up a little bit. But uh, but Josh, do you have a? My choice for worst ED is. Sounds good. Not applicable. Na. Okay, okay, so he's being a coward for that. He couldn't find one. I genuinely just like couldn't yeah. find one because every single show I watched. I could say like girlfriend, girlfriend. It's it's not bad. It's passable. So I mean, sure, I guess girlfriend, girlfriend. I mean, I was, yeah, I was gonna, you know, I was gonna choose girlfriend, girlfriend season two's opening, but then it had to go and actually be good. Like the la- and here's my here's my issue. Season one of girlfriend, girlfriend, the opening, dog shit. But it's from last year. But so. it was dog shit. But I couldn't choose it. And the ending for season one was good. And then season two. You know, yeah, I'll say the ending to season two of Girlfriend Girlfriend is the worst because it's just kind of mid. Yeah, it's just kind of mid. But it's not like bad. It's not bad. It's just kind of mid. But like the opening, you know what? I'm going to be honest, man. Kind of a bit of a banger. Kind of fucking banging. Spencer, what's your your worst Uh, Oh, it's uh, Kamihitoe by Uru, which is Hell's Paradise's ED. Oh, that one kind of sucks too, Uh, actually. Not only is the song not great, it's a bunch of still frames. And. If there's one thing that I hate more in an ED slash OP than, than using still frames of yep. animation, it's a black screen. <laughs> so, uh, the sh- sh- song's just bad. Just yeah. don't watch anime on Netflix if that's what you're, uh, worried about. Well, this about. wasn't on Netflix. Yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it wasn't. Um, but so. Yours was also Kizuna, right? It was Kizuna. Okay. It sucks. Like, I'm not, it blows. I'm not gonna go into my, the only detail going about it is that, mm. um, I think it's incredibly lazy. Um, and, um, the song. Ooh, makes what? my ears bleed out from the orifices. So let's move on. To also, I want to say we are officially halfway through the awards, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk my about Lord. best male character. My lore back. Best, best male. male ca- Come on. Come on, man. Come All right. On. All right. Let's, let's start with Spencer then. Let's start with sure. Spencer. So my best male character is just a bro. He's just a solid bro who... He's just a cool guy? He's just a cool guy. He is a mechanic. He helps his best friend out. He helps his father out. He helps his loved... His his girl out that he likes, but... Um, Hell yeah. You're, we're talking about different people. I know what you're talking... I think so. I hope no, you don't. Just say who it is. It is Kotaro Komaki from Overtake. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh, so, shit. You know who that is? Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, is he not an absolute bro? Yeah, he's a great character. He's a great character. So, he is a a mechanic for his father. He works for his father's mechanic shop and helps out the main character in his F4 racing. But he's just a genuinely good person who offers advice to, like, a childhood friend that you that you know that he likes her, but she likes this other kind of pretty boy racer, so he's just giving Ooh. good advice, even though he's, like, there's a really funny scene in, like, the newest episode where, like, she steals, a like, a bite of his parfait, and he goes to, like, eat it and then stops because he's like, this was in her mouth. I don't know what I can... And, and he is, like, super bright. It's He's a really good character, and it it's just such a fun person because he cares about everybody that's around him even people that just show up and i think kotaro deserves it okay i forgot to set the time you did so. fucking I, I figured that was jeff keely other mother the fu- please wrap it up please wrap it up i'm a, I'm a fucking christopher right, judge josh josh best male character 
You're going to say Rudy, aren't you? Rudy Asporius Grey Rat. Good job, man. That's it. Okay. Good job, man. Stop the timer. What a fucking... God, what a fucking... What a guy, man. Goat. What is there to say about this season and Rudy? Yes, I believe... Shane, have you watched season two yet? I've seen parts of it. Spencer, have I haven't you watched... seen the full core. Not yet. So me and Matt can talk about this. This is mm-hmm. Rudy's season. Well, like, it's also... It was because, like, it's so, like, focused on his internal psychological development. Mm-hmm. It's really, like... Like, this is really him trying to, like, grapple with the stuff at the end of season one. It's him grappling it's, with this his is grappling path. with his trauma. Mm-hmm. This is just him grappling with his personal trauma and him growing through and becoming a better person and his own personal growth. Rudius is and also always, not being able to get it up. And also, yes, him getting it on and getting it on good. Yeah, it, erectile dysfunction is a major plot point this season. Oh. And yet somehow they yeah, make he can't it, get it up, bro. And yet they somehow make it interesting. It's because it's trauma-based. I just love it. It kind of... There's other factors, actually. Uh, but like... Um, yeah. You wa- all right, please watch. Let's, uh, all right, Shane. Watch. I, I all right, Shane. But, but but we know what it is. We, we know, know what it is. Shane. Do you have the same one? I think I might. I'm pretty sure you do. All right. Let's talk about Thorfinn. because let's talk about Thorfinn. Let's talk about Thorfinn. Let's talk about Thorfinn. What a what a guy. Talk about Thorfinn. What a. Let's talk about Thorfinn. Thorfinn, talk about Thorfinn. is one of my favorite characters in all of fiction. The arc that he goes through this season, becoming a shell of his former self. Going through his trauma after killing endless amounts of people. The fact that he can't remember any of their faces haunts him. He has constant nightmares. He's just an empty human being. Doesn't have a reason to live. Doesn't know why he goes on. He eventually learns that when you're empty, that just means that you have room to be filled with kindness and empathy. And so he learns that maybe he should go down the path of pacifism, renounce all violence, and try to become a better person. Just like his papa. Just like his papa. You have no enemies. I I have no enemies. I have no enemies. That okay, like that. That I've seen that like screenshot. And I'm just like, oh wow, this is a different character. I that entire scene is great. That's an encapsulation of his entire arc. Man, Thorfinn might be is one of the best written protagonists of anime. Good job, Hiroshi. He, they he is it, they just an incredible, an incredible. Cree, I cree every team. It is an he, he his arc. From the first season to now is like one of the most dynamic and interesting of any character. And the fact that you can see you see the gears turning and how also all of his experiences with every single character have influenced them, how his relationship with his dad influenced him, how even his relationship with Oscalad mm-hmm. influenced them for both negative and positive. Uh, uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff there and the scene every every time we have his look at his inner psychology the fact that he finds companionship with einar who might be the real goat of season two um uh and they had they form that he finds actual kindness and empathy for once and the fact that he defeats an entire army without throwing a single punch i think is like Oh, I got. I love. God damn. It. God, I love. 
I love this man drives so away much. an invading force mm-hmm. by letting one dude punch him a hundred times mm-hmm. at full force. Full force. Mm-hmm. And well, you he know, does this, not fight back. You know, this is like historically accurate, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I love is that Vinland is incredibly his like it is still a a saga which is like a scandinavian type of very long-winded story but the people are based off of real historical people and these things happened and that's if it can get more people to get interested in like 12th 13th century kind of viking history all them all the more power because we need more people to look into that shit can't wait for them to be stuck on a boat next season hell yeah hell yeah we're Let's on go the baltic sea we're baby. in the baltic um we're on the baltic all right spencer who's the dude? yeah we're talking oh, you about did? yeah, yeah we're, we're going to the best female oh yeah best female character. yeah okay let's uh spencer who's your best female hey character? shane look behind you oh there, there's a woman sitting on a chair oh i see her yeah what's her name What's your uh, name? Nobara Kugisaki. Nobara Kugisaki. My fucking life. My my ride or die. My before anyone else. The apple of my eye. The queen herself is the fucking best. She has the best jujutsu technique. She has the best character design. She is a sass master. I love every second of screen time she has. He's already been spoiled about what happens to her. Cause, cause oh, you, that's rough, buddy. Yeah, because you can't rough. trust Twitter. Don't worry. That's real rough. So, so all I will say to that is that on the Wikipedia, she's still unknown status, and that's all. There's a chance. There's a chance it's less than. It's more than. More zero. than zero, baby. We are huffing the fucking we are huffing best. Copium. Yeah, Reze heads, move over. I'm gonna be more annoying than you, Kugasaki for life. <laughs> all right, Josh, who's your best female character of the year? Hey man, I got this bottle of like. Potion that like I got this like bottle that makes your clothes dissolve. I'm gonna give it to this guy for his birthday present, man. I think he's gonna men, like men it. love this. Men, men love this. this. Hold on, men, men love, love this, this trick. Why didn't it work? I fucking love Freyrin, dude. Freyrin is my favorite girl. I just, I love this girl. She is a, she's a fucking idiot. Goblin. She is. She is a goblin. goblin. She is a fucking goblin. She's a little it's, idiot. It, it's, it's so impressive how she rides the line between being completely uninterested and absolute gremlin. <laughs> I fucking. Right. I fucking because she has a lot of really really good character depth and character writing. Like her whole history with her master, with Link. the hero's party, Flamme, her yeah. absolute regret of not getting to know. The heroes party more to learn more about Himmel, to learn more about yeah, her feeling, her own feelings for Himmel. That like, yes, she kind of buries. She down slowly starts to realize, and her feelings now with her current party of mm-hmm. Stark, Fern, and Sign. Yeah. Like who's the it, priest? Sign, Sign, and it's just such an incredible character because she has moments like that, and then she does have her moments where she's just a little fucking. She's, she's a little because she's a little gremlin. She's and- a little gremlin where she's like. She gets stuck this, in every mimic. She, she gets loves stuck the, in every mimic. I'm gonna give oh, this. Oh yeah, that's my favorite. That's one of my oh, favorite running games. Is it a I'm, running joke? If she gets stuck. Yes, I'm every going to give. She loves the chest. I'm she going wants to, to open this, the chest. I'm going to give this 16 year old a potion that makes clothes dissolve because that's a good idea. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's a good. Fern is not actually like 16, and Stark, Stark and, is like what 18. I don't know. They're like 20. Are they really 20? Remember, 
remember- but anyway, she gives a horny guy a potion well, that makes clothing disappear. Well, what? you got to remember, like, years pass at a time. Yeah, I know. But anyways, yeah. she's she gives a potion to a yeah. horny If you want to know Fern, when she starts traveling with Freyrin, she's, like, 16. By the time we are now, she's, like, 18, 19, 20. I just love, I love Freyrin. So, like, she's so stupid. Yeah. I, so, which I, pre- I appreciate the fact that you actually get to see characters age. I love her. Uh, mm-hmm. Shane, who's your favorite? Mm-hmm. Hang on. Just making, just making sure I'm caught up on marking my awards. My pick for best female character is Mal. Mal from Apothecary Diary Diaries. No, fair enough. No, I, I totally get oh, it. Yeah, she crazy. She poison. Oh. My favorite, th- best character introduction of the year, where you see her in her. She, you see her. In, she's like she's a apothecary. Yeah. She works her 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 parents are apothecaries. Yep. And her and she wants to. She's a student of the trade um but she's obsessed with poisons and mm-hmm. her first introduction is literally her first introduction is literally her taking a snake letting it bite her a venomous really venomous snake mind you and going oh also oh, that's what it does oh so that could kill me excellent i write that down like that's literally literally this her her intro scene is her in her study, and you just see her arm because her sleeves rolled up with like six snake bites in it. It's turning like purple and blue, <laughs> and she's like, "Hmm, yes, okay. So this is the count. This is the this is the antidote for this one. This will count." Yeah, she's this. a scientist. Uh, and hmm. but what beyond that, Mao Mao is just a really dynamic character. Like she has I, a I, I lot of f- multifaceted stuff. I love the fact that she hates the patriarchy. She hates the patriarchy. flaming she hates, she hates, All my homies hate the she patriarchy. She hates the patriarchy. Uh, she is super smart. Yep. She's able to navigate her way through this, like... The court system. The court system yeah. without, like, with, like, 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 with just her wits. But she's also, like, not, like, just a complete stone face. Mm-hmm. She laughs. She has, like, actual emotions. She's, like, Desires. a really yeah. dynamic three-dimensional character one of the best female lead characters i've seen in a very long time very likable very different <laughs> i i think back to the scene in episode one where she just gets yoinked and taken mm-hmm. off to the capital and she's like oh man grandpa's gonna be pissed <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's that's gonna, a really good scene yeah no, no, she's a i love mau 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 is so good i think she's one of my favorites she's one of my favorites i they like yeah what's up you forgot to use the timer you slice. Yeah, that's fine. Bitch. It was that was like a, it, we were both talking about the same character. Yeah, yeah good yeah. point. Let's talk about comedy series. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, we have the same one. Yeah, we have the same. Do we all have the same one? Josh hasn't seen it. Okay, Josh. Oh, he hasn't seen it. What's your favorite comedy series of the year? The Buffery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's funny. That's good. It's, it's funny. Funny. It's good. Funny. Hee hee ha ha. All right. Are you ready for a certified Josh moment? Go ahead. Show good. Good show. Show good. Good show. Show very good. Ha ha hee hee. Funny show. Good show. Very funny. Ha ha hee hee. Ooh. Hee hee hee. Show good. Ha ha hee hee. Funny show. Wait, wait, let's talk about 100 Girlfriends. No, no, no. May I talk about the 100 Girlfriends who really, 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 really love you by Bibbery Animation. I still need to watch this. Oh my god. This is the funniest show I've seen in like, like, consistently. You know what this is, Josh? This is fucking high school boys. Why is he talking to the pole? (laughs) 
he's just Josh, 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 his best friend from middle school is named Friend A. Canonically. Canonically. That's his actual name. He literally talks about his love life to a street pole. Yeah, and people are like, what... I listen. So why he, have you become Tokyo Ghoul? <laughs> One of my f- the the biggest thing I've seen from the show <laughs> is on the fucking Annie rankings Turks, where five of the ten fucking best <laughs> yeah, couples is just them. this motherfucker's face. <laughs> the by by like season three, the entire list is just gonna be a hundred girlfriend couple. Chat of all so, time. So so. Not only is this show genuinely fucking hilarious, not just from like a a taking the piss out of the the harem genre because that's what this is it's just taking the piss uh which is a very british term i know but i'm taking the piss love taking the piss um it's it's a parody it's a satire of this genre Mm -hmm. it's also incredibly funny from like a just pure comedy aspect it's it is what was the plan the plan makes no sense (laughs) the plan is the best part okay so the reason why this guy has a hundred girlfriends told me because it's because the god of love clerical error <laughs> made a clerical error because he was watching Castle in the Sky and he ranked it like it was on fucking Letterboxd, but it was on his like <laughs> it was on his like soul. He, he, he put a hundred instead of one. Yeah, yeah hundred. So soulmate paper. So the best part is he's like, okay, he's trying to figure out a plan in the first episode of like how he's gonna get through this. You know how you know maybe I'll I'll date this one and then I'll let this one know or I'll try to keep it a secret. And he looks like he's been beat up. And he's walking to school, and the girls are like, what happened to you? And he's just like... I was up all night. I I was up all night. I have no... Will you both date me? No, no, no. He beat... Well, the reason why he looks beat up is because he literally punches the shit out of himself for even thinking that the cheat on He literally, like, headbutts a brick wall. Yeah. Like, how dare I try to, like... How dare I try to swoon these two women? Or of course, or or of course, well, the the, the or, first kiss, the first kiss, which is the what Shane was mostly talking yeah. about because like it's the it's the stupidest. Do, instead of you know doing, yeah, I, they they eventually do it because do it. They, a normal they, plan, do, the no normal plan. But it, my favorite thing about that plan is that if you actually look at the runtime, it takes four minutes to explain. Yes, it takes four minutes to explain. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is what makes so, it okay. Part. So so I got two girlfriends. Okay, but, uh, do, who's gonna get the first kiss? Okay, so. I'm going to wear earbuds with really loud music and uh, a blackout mask so I can't see who I'm kissing. I'm going to have you two do the same thing. You're going to stand over here in different spots, and you're going to roll a dice. (laughs) Whoever gets the higher number walks that many steps forward, then I'm going to do the same, and then that will determine which side I go to first. But you're not going to know because you have earbuds in, you can't hear anything, and you have this. But oopsie-daisy, you don't can see anything, so a bunch of random stuff happens like... He gets kicked in the dick. He's he's kicked in Someone gets accidentally groped, but because of the but because big this bazongas, big, big bazongas. She likes it. Incredible. But she likes she's it so down bad. For she's it. so Incredible. down bad, and also, oops, there's a lolly which can turn herself into a milf for some reason yeah. because she has superpowers. <laughs> I guess. No. This um, show is very. There's, so there's very the, stupid. the she he wins over the milf with power of Riz. Yeah, literally. Like, Incredible. The MILF hates his guts, and then one look, they lock eyes, and she's like, Please go out with me! Turns out, yeah, turns out she's one of the soulmates, and he's literally like, Oh. Bro, imagine oh no. you have so much Riz, the MILF's part of the hair. He's like, No, the, the 100 Girlfriends is the funniest show ever I've seen. made. <laughs> it's really funny. I need to read the, dude, the fucking One Piece panel one that piece I sent you. The Frieza panel. The Frieza panel. Me. And then I need to find that one panel, which is just him. 
with one giant text block. Yes. <laughs> because yes. someone asked him, what do you love about all your girlfriends? And he just, it's, it's literally, a, it's a massive text box. You know, it, someone counted, it's as long as a 10 page essay. And what's even funnier about the translation team is that they actually did translate all of it. Hell yeah. So props to that translation team, and I can't wait till they adapt for, that because I feel like that's going to be hilarious. For such a dumb title, it's a genuinely good show, and it just goes to, to show how much this season has been a surprise. Anyway, let's get back on track. Yeah. Go- if you haven't seen 100 Girlfriends, what the fuck are you doing? Please watch it. It's, Please watch it. Moving on. Moving on to most what-the-fuck moment of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Shane, what is your most what the fuck moment of the year? Shawnee, Shawnee. So there's a there's this little show called Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one really knew what that name meant. Nope. Until the show dropped, and mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim literally takes off. <laughs> so my most what the fuck moment is Scott Pilgrim literally takes off, aka the rebuild of Scott Pilgrim. The rebuild of Scott is Pilgrim. That your pick too? No. My this is also my pick, or as I like to call it, I can't believe it's not Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim takes off everyone. Well, most people expected was going to be slightly different from the original, but you know, for the most part, Uh, more faithful adaptation. A more faithful adaptation than we've gotten in the past. Episode one is a rebuild of Ava scenario where most of the story beats are one to one, other than a few differences, until the very end of the episode where the first fight Scott ever has in the comic, he loses. He dies. Scott Pilgrim He gets dead. killed. He gets killed by um, Matthew Patel. Matthew Patel. Mm-hmm. So the rest of the show is a whodunit murder mystery from the perspective of Ramona to find out what happened to Scott Pilgrim. Spoiler alert, it's much more complicated than you yes. think Yes. Uh, and I literally remember getting home from work that day, booting up Netflix and watching that episode, and I was like, oh, oh, this is great. They adapted it so well. And then he fucking eats it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is a different beast than anyone. Oh, this is gonna be, be this is gonna be great. Easily the, the most what the fuck moment of the year in a good way. I think this is yes. by far the moment that had my jaw it had my jaw on the floor. I, I remember because the next day I was here with you guys yep, and we, we watched, watched it, it, and I literally heard Matt next to me go, excuse me, what? Yes. <laughs> There was, there was, uh, this was a really, really close runner up for me mm-hmm. because a hundred percent, I was just like, he fucking dies. What? <laughs> and then with Shane the, with gets the, up with the toonie and everything. And the then Shane $2. gets and up cents. and goes, "Welcome to the murder of Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> this is the rest of the show." Yeah, Scott Pilgrim isn't in it. <laughs> Anyway, what's your most what the fuck? Moment? Uh, mine is the entire last fight of Magical Girl Destroyers. Okay. Okay, yeah. Explain. So, uh, so Magical Girl Destroyers, as I kind of explained, otaku, sh- sh- Shinjuku, Henshin, Magical Girl, superhero type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So our main Magical Girls are fighting off against three evil Magical Girls, okay? Then it turns out that the villain uh, is actually a real person, and this entire world was created via a computer program that he made because he was talked into it by a goddess called Origin who turned into a chibi Pokemon type character and then becomes the main villain So and then takes control of our three main magical girls who murder the main character <laughs> in cold blood and then the, the villain wins 
goes on f- forward in time, and then there's a new otaku hero with a brand new setup because the otaku spirit was not programmed into this video game. Instead, it has a life of its own. Okay. Those were just words. That Those can- were words there, but man, that sounded crazy. It, it, the show's really good. Oh. Josh, what's your most what the fuck moment? Wow, you guys were all just like kind of you know wacky zany. Yeah, it was genuinely like one of the darkest moments I think I've seen in a show in a long. Is time. it kill yourself? No, it is Rudius trying to kill himself. Oh yeah, in, yeah, he does do that. Episode three of Jobless Reincarnation. This is a, this is an extremely I'd say visceral scene because the way it is handled is brilliant. If you look away for even a second, you'll miss it. Mm-hmm. It is. The quickest frame of Rudy is trying to pick up a knife and stab himself in the throat. Mm-hmm. And immediately having a knife kicked away by Soul. This is Rudy's at his worst. This is just, you see that and you're like, did I just see that? Like, if you look away for even a second, like, it is not a scene where it is they're like spending minutes and minutes of him, oh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do. It's just, and tries to kill himself. And it's just that guttural, visceral reaction. I was like, Oh, oh, he's oh, he's not in a good place. He's not in a good place. He is not well, and just it it, it, it got me. I was like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> and when you guys watch Jobless, you're going to get to that scene and you're going to be like, oh, okay, I see what okay. he's talking about. Relatable content, right? I'm not uh, going to explain further. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> anyway, are we going straight to plot twist from this or? Uh, no, we're going. We're going to go. The best sci-fi series oh there's only one choice there's jo- only one choice josh what was your best sci-fi of the year dr stone i mean understandable understandable it, it's science it's fiction science fiction, fiction. is that kind of like what science fiction is you know, yeah you know it is science it's fiction. fictional and then usually revolves around some kind so of anyways, uh, yeah, let's go to a little more happy subject after i kind of just brought the mood to fucking complete the whole time below <laughs> Uh, yeah, Doctor Stone's cool. You know, this season's all about a fucking magical force that's gonna fucking petrify people, and they're like, no. And then, <laughs> and also the moon's out to kill us. Science. Let's go to the. We're gonna build a rocket ship. They're gonna to go the to the. They're going to the moon. They're going to the fucking moon. moon. Anyways, yeah, the Doctor Zone. Sorry for bringing the room down, everyone. Spencer. Oh, uh, pretty simple. Um, only one of the greatest modern mangakas of all time. It's fucking Pluto. It's fucking Pluto, Pluto, baby. Pluto's Studio Pluto. M2. I'm not even going to run the timer. We're all talking about We're all going to talk about Pluto. Uh, yo, um, Urasawa's a god, okay? <laughs> and, and at this point, you can't deny it. This man makes nothing but incredible shit about how fucking terrible the Iraq war was. <laughs> um, so I love transhumanism. Transhumanism. Spencer, uh, in fact, Shane, in all caps, messaged <laughs> me on Discord, side chat, transhumanism. It was literally the day I was watching Pluto, and I just side chatted him, transhumanism. And he didn't know what I was talking about, but he was like, fuck yeah, let's go. I'm all, I'm all for it. Fuck yeah. Uh, dude, Astro Boy meets the Iraq war? Astro Boy meets the Iraq what war. What if Astro Boy was uh, commissioned to uh, be used as a, a weapon of mass destruction to kill uh, a, a horrific amount of people? A horrific amount of people. What if um, the main What if the main character of Astro Boy was an Astro Boy, but like a detective? A detective, yeah. And it was actually like almost like a, a, a like a war show. 
Yeah, it's like a war. It's it's a crime thriller. It's a crime thriller, kind of sci-fi, neo-noir-esque type. Yeah, and also exceptionally well-written. Yes. Gorgeously animated. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, And with episodes that run almost like nine, like yeah. 80 minutes i think what what episode two is like an hour and 10 minutes or yeah is that the it's like 78 minutes something like that but whatever like you're watching it and you're just so engaged you're like oh this is this is meaty this is like this is like the good shit like we are so i also hope it's got keith david in it it does so and i hope this gets you to watch monster <laughs> mm-hmm. because if you liked pluto you're gonna fucking love Monster. Is Monster legally available? It's on Monster. It is. It's on Monster. It's on Monster. It's on Monster. It's on Monster. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, sub only, I think, on Netflix. That's fine. Dub That's... is not is dub. It, it was dubbed. The dub is available in other places. However, it is hard to find legally. That's fine. All right. Mm. But but, the, right, that was, but, that was but yes, the dub for Pluto. Oh, it's incredible. Chef dub gets... is fantastic too. Now let's talk about the moment that made us cry like a little BB. Let's talk about. Go the for saddest your, moment of the year. Go for your, your little baby shit, guys. Okay, Josh, Josh what, was your, what was your little baby shit? What was your shit? little baby shit? That's, that's, that's Josh. I couldn't think of like a specific moment, so I'm just going to go with like the first couple episodes of Jobless Reincarnation, because like, man. That's just depression, dude. It's rough. It's, it's just rough. Dep- it's just fucking depression. <laughs> it's rough. It's, it's rough, rough man. Like, Rudy goes through it. He's going Rudy through it. Just, Rudy just he goes, goes through it, dog. He just goes through it, man. Like, you know what? We're all doing a lot better, but we've been there. Oh, and God, just, have we been there? Man's just like, damn. It's just... Sucks. It's relate. It, I think that's why it is so rough, is because it's relatable. It's just... Yeah, he's man's just, going through. He's, that, just, he's going. That's through. really all it is. It's just it's man's, just, man's going, going through it. Man's going through it. Man's going through, man's it. Going through it. All there is to say yeah. about that. Right. Shane, I almost went with Arnade's death from Vinland Saga. That's so sad. Yeah. However, something else from Vinland Saga got me much more emotional. And fuck it, I'm just gonna say the entire finale of season two. When he returns home, when he goes back home oh. to Iceland and reunites with his family, but the fact it, that they don't recognize him at first is so rough. Yeah, like I was like, it's no! like because, you, because okay, so Thorfinn, when he was taken by Askeladd, was six years old. At the end of season two, when he returns to his village, sixteen years later, yeah. he's been gone for sixteen years. Jesus. And he's it's been through rough. a war. He's, he's murdered dozens, if not hundreds, of people. He's going he's been through a it. Slave man is going through it. <laughs> and then, so for him to for it to finally come full circle, and him to have his like realization of what his father was trying to tell him, and See to return back sister. as a true warrior and a man, reunite with his mother and his sister. It's just what. I'm going to stop the timer because I'm pretty much done after this. But it was the scene where his mom walks up to him and holds his face. And you see the reflection of Thor's in the background. She's like, you look just like him. Oh, my God. I'm actually kind of starting that, to tear up. That would break. Yeah. It. yeah, that's raw. It's, it's like, rough. oh, yeah. it's so, it's so well earned, too. Like, this man's been through Spencer. it. Spencer? So mine, I have labeled it as the burden of the truth. And it's from Overtake. Ooh. Okay, go. Are you caught up? Yeah, I know. So what let's. About. So okay. So our main character, that is not the driver, is a photographer, who got into a lot of trouble because he photographed a young woman during an earthquake, 
as she was about to die. And you, she took this picture when he was there. This episode goes into the backstory of that picture. People said, he, you had enough time. Why would you put this picture up? You know, you are nothing but a monster who preys on the innocent loss of life of people. And it ate him alive. This is where we get the backstory. Not only did he know that little girl, he was trying to help her. But people held him back. He wasn't right next to the action. That was a zoomed-in photo. He watched it through the camera lens as this woman's, as this young girl's life got taken from her. And he has to deal with that. <laughs> and he's going through it. Yeah, and it is, and he's going through is, it. This is all just, this is he's fucked. going through This is like, just all, he's going, going through it. it. But like, it is incredibly depressing because he runs away. For the longest time, he's not able to photograph people because every time he, he looks into that camera, at a he person, sees that little he girl. sees the girl. He sees the girl. All right, who's going through it in yours, Matt? Uh... Uh, a, uh, a, a fucking a single mother is going through it. Uh, mine is oh no, Letuna's past from Shy. Uh, oh, have you seen this, Shane? I saw this. Yeah, I've seen this. Okay, so for those who don't know, Letuna is a, is a is a kind of antagonist, quote unquote, for the arc for this particular arc of Shy. Um, I say quote unquote because Shy doesn't really have antagonists so much as like characters that are you know quote-unquote, going through it. Um, and Letuna is a single mother who who's you know, who went through hell and back to provide for her daughter. The thing is about Letuna is that what they don't is that uh, what the is what the, what makes this really sad is that let is that Letuna has been like stuck under like ice for God knows how long. So like also, it's a Captain America situation. Literally, yeah. And so, like, it's a, we don't know how long, but it's a, her daughter's basically dead without her. So, like, you, you, she's been through hell and back. Uh, let's just say, let's just say that there's some, there's some tear jerking stuff here, and truly, really, like, lots of suicidal stuff going on as well. This is the moment that I realized Shy is like a top tier show uh, that handles this topics really well. It reminds me a lot of like, it feels like it. It very much. How do I describe it? It's like. I described it a lot like some of the better common writer shows and how it deals with this style kind of stuff. I get that. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's really great. Uh, it's it's a fantastic like because there's henshin stuff in the show uh, because they literally henshin. They henshin. Yep. They they henshin. Um, because I really and yeah. Let's talk about biggest jump the shark moment. Uh, I'll go. Let's I'll, go okay. to something happy. I'll go first. Something happy or some weird fucking. Dumb oh, mine's shit. not fucking happy. Uh, mine's Shane, not happy what's either. Your biggest jump a shark shit moment. Then? No, Spencer wanted to go. I'll Spencer, let him go. What do you want to go? Uh, mine's on one hundred. Development. Hey, Psalm 100. Development. Yep. Is how I put it. Uh, the development of studio. Zom- please give them more time. <laughs> Studio, please just let them cook longer. So let's talk about the rise and fall, the meteoric rise and fall of Zom 100's <laughs> oh production. God. These are a bunch of people who left Studio OLM because it was run like shit. Mm-hmm. And then they made Zom 100, they threw a bunch of shade at OLM, and then what happened? This they show's production was run like shit. Like what shit. goes around comes around, buddy. It's almost like producing an anime series is hard. Is, is not really easy. Hard. It's really difficult to get all this shit ready and done. Mm-hmm. That that's why the best anime studios have their shows done 
before, before they air. <laughs> so yep. now, as we explained kind of uh, uh, way early into the podcast, we won't be getting episode 10 until Christmas. Christmas. Yep. It ends on episode 9, where they finally change the OP, and the OP is great, mm-hmm. but the... It also took them 8 episodes. Took to them 8 episodes to make an, make actual, an actual OP, OP that is not a slideshow. Uh, this that development... This development is a, a, a jump the shark moment. Okay. I'm going to go off of that because mine is also Kaisen. about production. Mine is about the production of Jujutsu Kaisen season two. Excellent choice because this was my runner up. I almost want, I want it. Yeah. It's just, so yeah. when uh, on a weekly basis, you have animators coming out of your studio, apologizing for the work they're producing, uh, getting numerous death threats. Uh, and episodes somehow being the greatest thing you've ever seen while being completely half-baked at the same time, the bubble's ready to burst, guys. It's only a matter of time. (laughs) JJK should have been the biggest thing. The biggest W. Easy W. And yet here we are, we have animators coming out every single week apologizing for their work because people are putting them under fire for it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just not fair. It's not fair to the. It's not fair to Gege and his uh, property. It's not fair to the people producing the show. It's not fair to anyone involved. It's not fair to the audience because nope. it, yeah. So like it's. Well, you heard that the person who did the animation on the Yuji Mahito stuff mm-hmm. uh, was sixteen years old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're using. Uh, I'm more concerned. They're using um, the underage labor. Uh, so. So yeah, the, uh, uh, fuck that shit. All right, just Josh. Josh's was on one hundred. He, he agreed yeah, with Josh. same with me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Okay, mine was not a development of things. It was from an actual show. Okay, who here has seen the Kingdoms of Ruin? Nope. Uh, nope. Uh, good. Um, you're not missing much, but my biggest jump to start moment is the boob town sex robot field trip from the kingdoms <laughs> of ruin. That is what that is in the same level as me the being sex like town boob robot. No, that I, is in the same level as the year where, where I was like underground sexy robot, <laughs> no, 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 sexy mummy vampire lady from vampire Edgar, lady. Edgar Wright, fucking Edgar Wright, murder, uh, murder. Mystery Vexy Vampire Lady. Yeah, it's like something like okay, that. Okay, so Kings of Ruin is um on paper uh, a show about it's like a is like a show it's like a kind of kind of science fantasy show. Uh, and uh, this is gonna take a little bit to explain. I will say so. Uh, but so give it the timer because okay. it is going to take a little bit to explain this. Uh, the show is edge. The show is Edgelord Bait. I wanted to let that know now. The first episode literally has. Uh, we find out that the ta- the first major city we're in. Uh, fucking. Uh, when it executes women, also likes to sexually assault them live for the pleasure of like the people in front watching them. So immediately, you kind of know what show this is going in. The show is not good. The show isn't good. Um, but at the very least, by the time you get to like, by the time you get to like episode three ish. Three like like when you watch the first couple of episodes, you're like, you know what, this is bad, but like it's bad, it's fun in a trashy way. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun, bad, trash. Then we get to like episode like around halfway point, and they get to a, they they lit- I call it the like I call it the boot town sex robot field trip because they go to a town that's entirely made that's that's half of the population are like sex robots. Ew. 
and they play it completely straight. And you're supposed to take this seriously. And I'm sorry, but boob town sex robot place <laughs> is not something I can take seriously. And it, it takes seriously. Oh, and also this is where the animation starts to nosedive and it starts to become still frames and like oh, off model. Incredible. Um, this show was was one of this show has a fan base. Ew. Oh. <laughs> okay, but dude, re- Redo of Healer has a The best way to describe so. of yeah. Kingdom Moment, by the way, is if Redo of Healer existed without all the sex scenes. Uh, so weird. So Moving. somehow possibly actually worse Um, yeah moving on yeah moving on i hate i hate i hate anime i'm never i'm anime who fucking who needs it podcast let's talk about well let's talk about anime (laughs) that we want to see more of ironically so what show do we think needs a second season the most josh (laughs) from this year don't you dare this is actually one I had to leave blank, but because guess what? Every single show everything's getting a second season. I, every single show I wanted is getting a second season. Or fair, a third season. Fair enough. Like I'm not even joking. Fair every enough. single thing. Campfire cooking in another world. Second season. Another season. Dress up my darling. Getting another season. Angel next door. Spoils me run. Another season. Literally every single season. Ten says in the middle of it. It's, it's just getting more. Like everything is just getting a second season. I am just. I, I'm winning. Fravin is still airing. Still um, airing. Yeah. Shangri La Frontiers. Still airing. Um, yeah. so. we're, we're 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 eating good. Yeah. All right. Shane. Um. Man, the show real good. Uh, my series that needs a second season. Skipping Loafer. This was my runner-up. I totally agree. Yeah, you sure. picked it? No, I didn't pick it, but I, I agree with sure. Skip and Loafer. and Loafer is a slice-of-life coming-of-age show about a girl from the Hicks moving out to Tokyo, starting basically a new life in high school. And that sounds like a pretty basic premise for a slice-of-life. Been done to death. We've seen it before. But something about Skip and Loafer just clicks. Maybe it's its pastel art style. Maybe it's it's super relatable and likable characters, even more so than most. It's witty writing. Slice of life shows. Maybe it's witty writing. writing. It it just does slice of life better than a lot of other slice of life shows. Like I, mm-hmm. if you yeah. like slice of life, you need to watch Skip and Loafer. I'm just saying. That's a very bold claim. I'm you just do. saying you need to watch you it. Need to watch you the expert of slice and life. That you would love claim. Skip and Loafer. I'm just saying. Hundred percent. Very bold claim. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I need a second season ASAP. Yeah, and uh, and it helps that Skip and Loafer was also the passion project of the person that made it. So it was a definitely a show. You, that, you can definitely tell yeah. it, it comes through. Yeah. So, uh, Spencer. Yeah. So um, let's get more director of kaguya mm-hmm. doing more um i don't know undead girl murder farce Hell by yeah. studio laughing yeah. yo i'll get this man more of this shit this is just a spencer show and anybody that knows what a spencer show is means victorian england uh literary and play-based people fucking incredible writing and camera tricks and it's a mystery show. Yeah. It's yeah. a mystery show with some yokai and some some spirits and some, some ghostly, some vampires. Uh, give me a second season immediately. Let this man handle it because after Kaguya and this, 
Give it to him. Yeah. Give it. Every, Let, give him everything. Everything. Let him cook. Let him cook. Let him cook. Uh, my pick is for a show that ended with none of the plot points resolved. Um, and I know that there's more because it's based on a manga that's ongoing, and it was one of my favorite shows of the spring twenty twenty three season, and that's Heavenly Delusion. Um, oh yeah. Uh, for those who've not seen Heavenly Delusion, I won't say much more because it's one of those shows I highly recommend you go in blind for. Um, it's a Disney Plus in Canada, right? It is on yes. Disney Plus in Canada and Hulu in the states. Um, however, if you but however, for those who've seen the show, you all know how it ends with nothing resolved and the anticipation of possibly something more. The season two has yet to be announced. There is no, uh, and apparently if rumors to be true, uh, there are still no plans for a season two That's right now, That's which rough, is really rough. 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 Um, really rough when heavenly delusion is this really cool, interest, cool mix of like sci-fi of like sci-fi adventure, with like action and also kind of like drama and also body horror, mm-hmm. uh, like it's really interesting and unique. So I highly recommend people check it out. It's one of my favorite shows of the year, um, and I just wanted to. And honestly, this was my excuse to bring it up because it would also be my favorite sci-fi of the year if it wasn't for fucking if Pluto. Pluto. Didn't if Pluto didn't fucking come in and be like, "Hello, hello," uh, so let's talk about plot twists. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll go first because my plot twist is. Probably not as exciting as you guys' mm-hmm. Um, I call this plot twist, I can't believe it's bracket not, close bracket, twins. Uh, Miggy and Dolly. Ooh! I need to watch the show. I have not you genuinely do. Okay, go. Okay, so Miggy and Dolly is about these this elderly couple that kidna- that kidnaps, sorry, that adopts a child. And things are kind of weird about this child. You know, it's kind of it's doing things kind of secretive and sly and on the down low. And it turns out uh, they didn't. So they adopted one child, but these are actual twins, mm-hmm. and they are basically tricking these this elderly couple into they, having both of them. Are they swapping? They're not just swapping. They're swapping at such a rate that they sometimes are about to get caught. So it's almost like a suspense thriller about these two kids getting caught. So it's one will be like hiding underneath the table, and then we'll like fl- switch with the other one. Have you seen that gif of like the fucking person, like the fucking like one of them, like fucking like grabbing onto the feet and then just. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that. that's from Megan Dolly. Yeah. It's really, really solid. Okay, Josh, what's your plot twist of the year? So he's on the floor, by the way. Yeah, my lower back He's is absolutely. My lower back is absolutely. Anyways, uh, my favorite is from Jobless Reincarnation. It was. Everyone remembers how the first episode of Jobless Reincarnation begins and how he dies. Mm-hmm. He sees people that are about to be hit by a truck, so he yells out to them and gets hit by the truck instead. Mm-hmm. Turns out, one of the girls that he yelled out to and saved was also reincarnated into the world of Jobless Reincarnation. Does anyone remember the disciple of one dragon god Orsted? Yes. The girl in the mask. Wait, the girl in the mask? Turns out she was the one that was saved by Rudius. They meet at the academy and they find out. She wants to go back to the human world. Rudius does not. This was a very, very big revelation that... Rudius is not the only one in this world that has reincarnated from Japan. 
he's not alone. And you find out that Dragon God Orsted knows a little more than uh, he leads on. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's, he might be lying. He might be a little smarter than we think. I really do hope you guys watch Jobless because it's just yeah. so good. I also just want to talk about quickly how visceral Rudius's reaction to meeting her again was. Yeah. Man has a fucking just straight up PTSD and just starts screaming and loses his mind and passes out. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to go off of that with yours because mine's kind of similar and it's the most boring pick for plot twist but you know what it sets up the entire series and everything from there is just history it's as i like to call it we are reincarnated as the children of famous idol i hoshino from oshinoko this is my pick although technically i actually have mine um as further down in the episode which is when the cancer girl yeah yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so, so Noko's pilot episode. Yeah, so, so the whole... Pre- it, it's not really a plot twist because it's like the main premise of the show. It gets the story going. Fair it's enough. basically... Uh, this, there's this idol named Hai, Ai Hoshino, who's uh, a very famous idol in Japan. Uh, she's pregnant with twins. So the doctor being a massive fan of her because one of his patients with cancer was a fan of her who tragically died... Um, Basically makes her a promise, I'm going to deliver your twins in secret. So, you know, the press is off your ass. Unfortunately, right before she gives birth, he's pushed off a cliff by one of I's stalkers. And he's reincarnated as her son, Aqua Hoshino. What? Yeah. The, That's the, the premise of the show. The crazier twist is later on in the pilot, you learn that the other twin, Ruby is his patient who died from cancer. And then, even crazier than that, Ai Hoshino dies! Ai Hoshino is murdered by the stalker that murdered her doctor, who is now Aqua. And the show... So That's, so you want to know what the show's actually about? It's a murder mystery. It's a murder mystery? It's no. a murder mystery about what who sent fuck? this guy to kill Ai. And also it's a giant... <laughs> and a revenge story. And also it's a giant commentary on like doc, to toxicity of the entertainment. Uh, and, and also kind of a revenge story, too, because uh, Aqua's like, not only will I find out who did this, I'll, I'm killing with my you own kill hands. Them. Honestly, I would not expect any less from the writer of Kanye. So Oshinoko's pilot, there's a reason why the pilot was 90 minutes. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense after hearing this stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, that it makes sense. covers 10 chapters. Absolutely makes sense. It makes sense that they would also put this on the first episode because otherwise this would be this would have been stretched out over like at least a fir- like the first three, three or four three ep- maybe four episodes yeah and it, honestly i feel like some people would have dropped it yeah it's very slow and it, like it slowly builds and okay oh. but yeah it's fucking wild how that's just the premise so it's like the first episode of babylon where you're just like oh okay yeah. okay it's about okay yeah 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 uh but yeah that's that yeah, but yeah that's my pick so let's talk about worst male character. Uh, okay. I'm going to go first. Go ahead. <laughs> I, had a, I had a rough time picking this because I was genuinely... Um, kind of stumped? Kind of stumped. But then I remembered I watched this show. Y'all remember my life as Inukai-san's dog? We- no, I never watched oh, it. No. I never watched it. Shame. My pick for worst yep. male character is Inukai-san's dog, <laughs> who is a re- I'm going to start the timer. Who is um, a high school student who shares a class with Inukai, who tragically dies, is reincarnated as her dog, um, and is a little freak. <laughs> 
And he's like, oh, that's Inokai. She's so popular and so hot. But uh, wait, I'm a dog and I'm living with her? Oh, this is wrong. I can't. Uh, no, I can't get this close to her. But wait a sec. I'm a dog. Okay. It's okay. Okay, but isn't she also a massive freak? Yeah, you'll, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But yeah, so he basically, used, he basically uses the fact that he's reincarnated as a domesticated animal as an excuse to be a fucking freak. And a creep. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's it. Okay. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Fair enough. Spencer, what's your uh, mine is even older Scott from Scott Pilgrim Takes Off. Uh, you know what? Fair. Because, hey, brother, he, fucking... Get a clue. Fucking talk to your wife. Talk to your wife, you fucking has been. I was you boomer. I was considering this, but like he's a genuinely well-written character. Yeah, but he's still bad. He's, he's still bad. He's still a, a, a person that that is willing to murder all of Scott's friends and family because he can't get over the fact that he got had one fight with his wife. Not they didn't even get divorced. He just thought they got divorced. Yeah, it's like brother. Talk to your wife for three seconds. Don't hold up in old Wallace Wells' apartment while you, and then get kicked out, and then become evil Ryu. <laughs> Talk to your wife. Men will literally do anything except men go to. Men will train in a dojo for ten. Years. Men, men will literally become a candidate for the Satsui no Hato, then go to then go to therapy. <laughs> go to therapy. Right. And with Josh, who's your uh, worst male character? I mean, I always just like taking the easy pick. I can just say, you know, Multiasu from Shield Hero. Boo! Oh, I mean, yeah. he does suck, yeah. He's boo. just boo. I could say also Kazuya from Fuck Rented Girlfriend. Fuck that guy. Fuck, Fuck that, guy. that guy. I mean, just both are super easy picks. Both are just absolute fucking trash garbage. Fuck Piece that guy. Shit, scumbags. Mm -hmm. That's all. All right. I'm doing something a little wacky this year. He's going. He's getting wacky with it. He's doing something a little wacky. Being a silly little so guy. A bit it's wacky. a little cheating because it's not technically wacky. from a show. You're a bitch. Okay, Matthew. But to me, what? There's been a lot of. There's a lot of really shit male characters this year. I mean, the the main character from Kingdoms of Ruin comes up, uh, but also like to me. Nobody gave me as much eye. Real life gave me more ire this year. So my worst male character oh, no. goes to Manabu Otsuka from Studio Mappa. He's given it to the new creative director of Studio Mappa, folks. He's given it to a real. I'm giving it to the CEO. To the CEO. To the. To the CEO of Studio this? Map at this point. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Let, let's let's. You know what, Matt? Go off, King. This man. This man. Okay. So to give you some perspective, this is a man who wants Studio. Man, cool. This is a this is a man who wants Studio Map to be on the same level as Ufo Table. And Ghibli. Science Saru as Ghibli. As Kyoto. Fucking animation. So he's like, we're going to have anime on that same level. What does he do? What does he do? What does he do? What? Do you know, that's a good question, Matt. Does he make working conditions better? No. Does he pay his animators more? No. Does, does he treat them like actual human beings? No. Does he have his shows ready before they're airing? Oh fuck no. Uh, what does he do, Matt? Uh, he uh 
green he just green lights as many as he can uh grabs as many ips as he can mm-hmm. um and then has like fucking five to six shows a year and has the same group of animators work on all of them uh at once um and then wonders why they implode and also uh fires animators uh who speak out against their working conditions and also has them uh write non-disclosure agreements so they can't talk about them technically okay but surely matt surely this goes for you know industry-wide surely toho animation has this oh, problem yeah no, totally they do unionize they can't do that okay they work uh, nine to five. Oh, okay 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 um kyoto animation you know they're unionized they're very work nine to five so they can't do that Madhouse? Madhouse is kind of shit, but like... Madhouse, Madhouse has its own problems, but like nothing new. Oh, oh, bad. oh. I know. Science Saru. There has to be some dirt on Science Saru. Yeah, nothing we know yet. I mean, clearly... I mean, I mean, fucking like... the One of the made, main people from KyoAni went over to there. So like, clearly they know what they're doing. So... Okay, okay, wait. So you're saying this isn't an industry thing? Yeah, there's definitely industry systemic problems. Definitely, here. but so you, this isn't an, an industry-wide yeah, problem. Yeah, uh, this is the same guy who, when working on Yuri on Ice, uh, when that whole debacle of a production happened because of the of, of the production, like of the way that the it was scheduled, saw the massive sales numbers that show got and was like, huh. And it wasn't the quality of the show that did it. It wasn't the talent of the animators working on it. It wasn't the director. It was the fact that we pumped it out. It was the fact that we got it done quickly. And with the fact that we ended, we, we still got it done and it still sold this much with a hectic production schedule. Let's use that production schedule for all of our shows. Okay, but clearly, Every single one clearly Matt, these animators are just being babies and they're just making things up. It can't be that bad. It, it can't be. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and, until, you real, until you realize that uh, uh, there are some animators who are going to the hospital working on Jujutsu fucking Kaisen because of this fucker. Or what about the chief director of... A, of- Attack on Titan, sleeping in the office because he needed to get episodes or done. the rumor that the, that the director of Chainsaw Man has left the production of Chainsaw Man because of this. Surely. You know, surely it's not that bad. Surely it's not that bad. You know, I've always been one to support MAPPA. You know, I, I've always been the first person to say, hey... It, They've made better. They've made things better. They've done things differently. They've, you know, better working conditions. Under the control of this man reminds me of late 2000s, early 2010s Capcom. Okay? RE6 Street Fighter V. Uh, sorry, Street Fighter IV Ultra Capcom. In which there's they're dangerously close to the point where even I won't try to defend them anymore because there's nothing to defend. You're just shitty people yeah, doing whole... shitty things. Mm-hmm. Look at a mirror. So, uh, so off of that positivity, who's the worst female character of the year? I'll go first on this one. Is this an actual character? This is just... an actual character. Yes, <laughs> this is an actual it's the NFT one. girl from Kizuno no AI. <laughs> I forget her name. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> we, we don't stand. <laughs> it's the it's the NFT girl from Because of Her AI. Um, I don't I, I don't remember her name. All you have to say is NFTs. Oh, uh, I don't remember her name. Um, I don't care to. Um, all I know is that her character she, she shills NFTs. Yeah. She's like, yo, you have heard of NFTs? You can't fund these tokens. 
These tokens are not fungible. My, fun- my tokens, they're fungible. <laughs> they're fungible. I'm going to go off of that real quick because mine's quick and easy. Uh, I was talking about Inukai-san's dog and how the dog's the worst male character. Inukai-san herself is the worst female character because she's a little freak. She gets off on having a dog. That's There's literally a scene in the first episode where she takes the dog who, remember, is a reincarnation of one of her uh, classmates classmates, correct, into the bath. And because he's a dog, he's, you know, squirming around and his tail uh, tickles her in her little, you know, private area. And she goes, ah! Didn't need the sound me, effect. You know what? You okay. know what? You know what? We're done. Yeah, we're done. Stop I, it talking. Get better from there. So I, I don't figure so. Josh, what's your worst favorite character? Least favorite male fa- female character. So <laughs> that was a selection of words. What the fuck was that? <laughs> from the sa- so from the same series, uh, Spencer. Yes. You remember the piece of shit, bitch son? Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. So she gets worse in season three. Okay, because so, I haven't seen all of season so, three yet. So here's oh, the thing. Oh, I know and, who you're so talking in about. In season one, yeah. she mentally fucks up and destroys Naofumi. Naofumi, you know, correct. Just absolutely ruins his career, tries to fucking his, destroy his him. His entire life, yeah. She did that for everyone else in season three. So for the shield, sword, and for the sword, she. Anbo? She does. All every, of them? She fucking. So she intentionally ruined mentally and, like, everything. All the other heroes. Why don't they just kill her? <laughs> I genuinely don't know because she literally she makes Motoyasu look didn't, good. Didn't she, they? She genuinely makes Motoyasu look good because she basically just fucking ruined his life. Basically, did everything to ruin him. Went to the sword hero, did everything to ruin him. Bring him to his absolute low. Went to the bow hero, did everything to bring him to his absolute low. And it's like, hey, didn't so- they put her ass in like a guillotine in season one because of what she did to Naofumi? Man, Naofumi's big mistake was not letting that bitch die. Yeah. Like literally, she, he wanted to be the bigger man and let her they, live. Weren't they and about to just, decapitate her? Oh yes. yeah, they were. He yeah. wanted to be the bigger man and be like, you know, I want, I, I want you know, like, good he for him to be merciful. Basically. Good for him, but also. Good for now. Die. Also, just biggest. Also, his biggest mistake ever, man. Like, let the yeah. bitch die. It feels like, it did, to be honest, like the fact that he, she's still alive is just weird writing. Like, get yeah. her. Like, why is she still around? Just let her die, cause look what she's just done what to everyone. To all of them. Else. To the bow hero. Anyway, worst female characters, man. Uh, mine is Mimiko Hasaba. Who? Uh, from Jujutsu Kaisen. She's one of the twins. Oh, that bitch. She's so, so she's one of the. Tw- uh, this is Shibuya stuff. Bro, it she uh, doesn't matter. True. <laughs> So she's, so she's one of the twins that force feeds Yuji a bunch of Sugita fingers and gets like immediately. Yeah, isn't bopped. it just like for clout or whatever? No, it's because she's on Ghetto's team. Yeah, okay. Yeah, she's on Ghetto, and then she gets murked. So. She gets murked by Jogo. Correct. Yeah, who cares? Okay, you're you're good, Brent. Oh, yeah. All right. That's it. All right. Our, uh, let's talk about drama series. <laughs> uh, I think I can start this. Oh yeah. Never mind. Drama. Drama. Okay, I got drama. We know what he's gonna talk about. Jobless Reincarnation Season 2, man. The, cool, erectile, man. the erectile Dysfunction arc. I've already said everything there is to it. Yeah. We, we can't get it up. We know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> yes. Uh, so mine is a show that I recently started watching. Unfortunately, I couldn't get to Freyren, but I could get to this based off of both of your recommendations. And that is best drama series is Apothecary Diaries. Apothecary Diaries. By oh, yeah. Studio OLM and uh, production by Toho, actually. Yeah. Oh, I love Apothecary. Um, so oh, I love good show. So I love Nebulous Qing Dynasty China. Um, I love the characters. 
I love the drama. I love the story. I love the history. There is really not the much mysteries. I can say. I, there's not much I can say that's bad about Apothecary Diaries. A uh, hell of a lot of drama and historically accurate, surprisingly. The fact that it's also like a mystery show. Yeah, it's a mystery show. It's great, yeah. All right, Shane, let's talk about Vinland. Vinland Saga, Let's talk about Vinland Saga. Vinland Saga. I mean, we've already talked to it about it to death this so is like a great there's, dra- imagine there's not much more to say other than hey dr- drama series it's about fucking slavery it's a drama <laughs> well it's a great drama series because half of it's just people talking yes great. about their philosophies um and also it's got a great dialogue and people in and and, and people looking wistfully into the sunset going what is my purpose in life and then you got, the, you got Thorfinn going through a waking nightmare and being like, I renounce violence, then, I will never yeah, hurt yeah. another human And then, And then the sad moment happens, and then that one track from season one plays when the fucking uh, Askeladd has to kill his friend, and yes. you cry because that track is amazing. Uh, and then he talks <laughs> about... But they reuse it so then, much in season two. And then he talks about Vinland, the land far to the west. There exists no slavery, no war. Ah, It's literally just Greenland. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so you can. No. It's on it's the New, map. It's Newfoundland. I'm pretty it's sure. It's, it's on it, the it map. It's literally yeah. just Newfoundland. There's no slavery in Newfoundland. I mean, technically, there wasn't at that point. Yeah. Is there now? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about socks. Let's talk about soundtrack. Okay. Right. Let's talk about Spencer. Soundtrack. What's your favorite soundtrack of the year? Uh, sim- soundtrack. Simple. It is uh, the God King themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, famous for, of course, our our. All of our favorite sh- um, stupid show, uh, Joseph Joestar and Joe Joes. It's Hugo Kano for the soundtrack for Pluto. I'm actually going to do the timer for this one. Go. So Hugo Kano makes nothing but bangers. Yep. Pluto has nothing but bangers. Every single track is is dripping with atmosphere and thematic depth to, this, to the music that it's done in. It is a perfect soundtrack and... Um, I'm just going to say this right now. Uh, Don to Don's going to win next year. Kensuke Ushio <laughs> yeah. for life. Okay, that's it. Uh, all right. Josh? Josh, what's your best soundtrack? So, <clears throat> this was a tough one because I could have easily. Was it? It was because I could have easily, easily given this to Evan Call doing Freyron. Mm hmm. Let's just talk about Evan Call real quick. Man's a fucking genius. He did Violet Evergarden. He did. I, yeah. He did that, that speaks more than anything. That we have to talk and about. Ronman. He's just Evan Call is incredible. Yeah. But he's not your winner. No. Because we already know what my winner is going to be. It's, it's Jobless Reincarnation, dude. It's jo- it's Jobless. Jobless is just incredible. I love the music for it because it is it's fantasy. It's a high it, it, Jobless is still a very, very good fantasy. I love the music for Jobless. It's very lovely. And it's also very toned back this year. Mm-hmm. It's very restrained compared to last year's. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I'm also just a big simp anyways. Like, I love Jobless. Right. <laughs> My pick for best soundtrack, which might, might surprise you, might not. Yutaka Yamada for, for Vinland Saga, Saga Season 2. This, I, okay, I was I was actually thinking about going with this. The only reason I didn't 
was because it reuses a lot from season one. A Fair partic- enough. Remember the yeah the I mentioned that track that the 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 the, the track that everyone loves somewhere. I think the name is called somewhere somewhere else somewhere else. That plot that plays that's from season one and it plays so much in season two and it's clearly the best track yeah. in the entire show. Uh, but I didn't go with it because it's kind of like yeah they it has a lot of from season one so. I went with it just because of how it elevates a lot of those emotional moments. And yeah, there's a lot of reused stuff, but the new stuff. Uh, the new stuff's great. Bangers. And it really, it helps when I remember a lot of the music that made some of my favorite moments in that show stick out in my head. Mm-hmm. Like um, the blaring horns that play when uh, Thorfinn is making his signature pose against Snake. Uh, that quiet piano that plays while uh, Thorfinn's renouncing his hatred. Um, the, the the sweeping orchestra that comes in when they're leaving Iceland to go find Vinland. It's just, it, 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 talk about a soundtrack elevating the material to so much more. It, it, it's the, the, man, it's just, really good. it's just so good. Yeah. All right. Um, if you want to know what the best soundtrack of the year is, it's Joe Sashi for Boy and the Heron. However, that's correct. However, I can't. Is it that the movie? That's and movie. we have a strict rule of only shows here, so unfortunately, it is not eligible, um, which sucks. Which uh, would uh, be the second, like, kind of like second time that's happened because yeah. of Shio Sashi yeah. uh, for Ava. Um, but in reality, I'm gonna go with Evan Call for Freyren Beyond Journey's End. It's so good. Uh, he kills it. He fucking as kills always, it as always. Um, um, I like the fact that it like it feels really old. It feels like a really old soundtrack. Like it feels like a like there's a lot of like, like ancient instruments. Well, not that Lord, Lord of the Rings felt very modern. I would not modern, but that felt very like classical, like or like a uh, like sword and sorcery kind of type of deal. The, 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 the Lord of the Rings was like a opera. It was like oh. it was very much like it was ba- based on the it was like based on inspired by it was very similar to Star Wars in that front very operatic. Yeah, Freyren has a lot of like very old school style instruments and it's very quiet. It's very piano. It's not not just piano heavy. It's got a lot of violin. It's got a lot of strings. It's got a lot of uh, very soft instruments. A lot of piccolos. A lot of stuff like that. A lot of oboe. As well, um, it's interesting. Yo, shout out to the oboe. Yeah, shout out to the oboe. It's got a lot of. It's very interesting, but I think it's uh, Evan Call kills it again, and he clearly is the master of this kind of stuff. Especially when it also gets into the action stuff, and it does become big, bombastic, and choir. All the demons themes are really great. So. Good job, Evan Call. Uh, shout shout out though to the boy Kevin Pinkin for his work on Apothecary. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to the boy Kevin Pinkin for his work on Apothecary. Shout out to whatever the fucking name is for Scott Pilgrim. Anamanaguchi. Um, yeah, Anamanaguchi. Yuki Yamada for, uh, for Vinland. Honestly, for like a lot of and, just big anime. No, um, and... Uh, Yuki... No, 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 Yuki Yossi. Uh, the um, Undead Unluck. Undead Unluck. Because uh, it, it, it's the Fire Force team. No, also, listen, overrated, but like Demon Slayer always has yeah. been music. And of course, always. And of course uh, Hiroki Suwano for his excellent work on the finale. Oh, the yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, oh, um... Uh, Shirasagi Shirasagi for Bleach. Shirasagi Shirasagi for Bleach, who... He might win if he continues this. I'm just saying he might win next year. Um, but um, is Bleach done or is it continuing? No, oh, it's, it's not even close. Two cores left. Oh shit. <laughs> okay. It's going until 2025. My God. All right. Final war before we get to our big ones. Best, Best slice, slice of, of life. life. Josh. 
You just like to play Connoisseur here. Campfire cooking. Campfire cooking. Yeah, yeah. campfire cooking in another world, man. This is just a comfy, laid-back show. Really good-looking food, by the way. If you ever want to get yourself a little hungry, you want to get yourself in the mood for some food, watch this show. Ladies and gentlemen, we have in one ring... A big old fucking wolf boy who's hungry and he loves all his food. In the other corner, we have a slime. He will eat literally anything in the fucking world and he can vaporize it all with acid. And who is our chef today? An average salary man from Japan who can order anything off the internet into this different world. Man, I love how Let Skip them the fight still and works eat. in this fantasy world. It's just fucking fantasy. Like, Yo, Skip the dishes. I'm going to order this steak. Man's like, oh, we're in ancient times. Let me buy some salt and sell it for extortionate prices because they don't know. Capitalism. Capitalism, baby. Invent the sandwich. It is, honestly, it is. It's just really good. I I really do recommend everyone watch it. And it's getting second season. Good job. Yeah. Good job. All right. Spencer, what was it? I'd like to go last. All right. Skip and Loafer. Skip and Loafer. Skip and Loafer. Skip and Loafer is my pick. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I already talked about it. Um, hell of a slice of life man just those characters that story the vibes immaculate uh, the, just, the, the, the fact it, it, gives, it gives me nostalgia of like hanging out with a group of friends after like uh, after school while you're in like grade 10 like you just, you, you just walk around and do whatever just because you can you're young you don't have to worry about anything until tomorrow morning yeah and also like um, on also has one of the best lead couples of the yes, year. Yes, I agree. By far, I they very cute. Spencer, Spenny. Yeah, so I'm like the anti-Josh. I don't watch a lot of the slice of life shows, um, usually because I find them to be like just not enough going to get me fully invested at first. Boo. Boo. Uh, with that being said, uh, prepare to kill me. Because mm-hmm. I genuinely like this show. I thought that its humor was very funny. Um, I enjoyed how laid back and low stakes it was. Um, my best slice of life series is The Masterful Cat is Depressed Again Today. Huh? Studio Gohans. Fuck you. Oh, Eat my ass. dear lord. Please kill yourself. It's a genuinely good show. Sit the fuck back down. Good choice. Thank you. Genuinely a good choice. Yeah. Thank you. No, it is a genuinely good show. Set aside the fact that it is Gohan's. And At least it's not the girl with the glasses. No, God, no. But it is about this this woman who rescues a small little kitty cat that turns into a big heckin' chonker. A, a real, a real a big unit. chonker. A literal human cat. He's a fine But boy. he's still a cat. And... The cat makes dinner for her and, like, runs the bath and is, like, this super nice, like, caretaker. But it's still a cat. And it still does cat things, even though it's the size and weight of, like, a normal human person. Like the average human male. Like the average human male. Um, so, like, the cat will, like, sleep on her bed like a cat, but it's a normal human fucking male. So it'll just take up the entire bed and, like, slit on her like a cat. It's just, it's like, if you've ever had a cat... And you, and many times you look at the cat, four. yeah, and you look at the cat and go, "Oh, you stupid goofball! I, am I love you. You're time. dumbass. I love you. You're stupid, but I love you. Oh yeah, 
No, you dumbass. That's not what you're supposed. It's just it, it's it's owning a cat. What if that cat was like six foot five and weighed like two hundred and ten pounds? Is, what if the cat was Michael nice. Jordan? That is nice. Um, and also, it's like the best looking Gohan show. That's not a huge high bar to clear. But it is still a bar that needs to be cleared. It is a silver. All right, all right. Here we are. The last two awards it. of the year. We're gonna start with worse, like we always do. Okay. Uh, I'll. Do you go I'll get out. This is this is really okay, so go, pain. Go for it. Okay, son's dog. <laughs> it's just a, it's a show for freaks in the worst way possible. But not like the good freaks. Not yeah. the good freaks because uh, as early as episode one, I realized this is a fetish show involving a high school girl with a dog. Didn't Yazzie talk about this? Yes, I think. Okay, I think so. Um, it's just very uncomfortable, and there's gratuitous nudity. And it's just uh, production-wise, it's just really bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was between yeah. this and Kizuna for me, but I couldn't get through more than one episode of Kizuna, so I never. The fact learned... that you got through more than one episode of the dog. I never anime. learned how bad Ki the Kizuna AI show got, but I watched all of this. <laughs> I am so very sorry. disappointed. Yes, in I know. I'm. I Please reconsider. Your actions. Next I'm. Time. Uh, I'm going to please throw grow. Grow. Off a bridge. No, please grow and change as a person. Yes, I will. Go she and, did. I have no enemies. She did do it a year ago. And yeah, I'll watch the Yazzie video on it. I have no enemies. Right, Josh. What's your worst of the, of the year? year? Is it Rent a Girlfriend? It might be Rent a Girlfriend. Is it Rag? Okay. I have no worst of It's an year. NA. Are you? The man it's in not it. fucking Reg? I didn't watch Rent-A-Girlfriend. Bro, it's the easy option. You've seen it before. Just do it. Just, just, just like, Here's plug it in. Even Girlfriend, no, Girlfriend. I, so, listen, I'm going to be I'm going to be genuinely honest with you. Mm -hmm. All the shows I watched this year, I'm going to go through every single season. You tell me if this deserves a bat or not. Tomochan is a girl. No. No. Angel Next Door. No. Maybe. Nagatoro. No. I wasn't huge on this season, honestly. Who? Buffery. No. Buffery. Campfire yeah. Cooking in Another World. No. That's the first season. Let's go to spring. Let's go to spring. Demon Slayer. No. Definitely not. Dr. Stone. No. no. Hell Definitely no. not. That's all I watched from that season. Nice. Let's go to summer. Let's go to summer. Jawless Reincarnation. No. No, 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 no. Zom 100. No. Definitely no. not. No. My Tiny Senpai. No, definitely no. no. That's all I watched from that season. And now Let's current go to season. Fall. Current season, yep. Fragrant. No. No. Yes. Doctor Stone. No. 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 Shangri-La Frontier. No. no. No, no, no. I have genuinely watched you know what? nothing that I can consider. Well, what's the weakest of the show you've seen? Wait, you... Girlfriend, Girlfriend Season 2 is a season. It's actually good. It is genuinely. Oh, it got better. Oh no! It genuinely got better. Okay. It genuinely got better. If ah! it was so, if it was season one, I would have said yes because the main character and the two girls from season one, dog shit. However, season two introduces two characters that are actually the, really good. The fact that he got through the whole first season and decided to continue to watch the second. It's it's red. He got through a lot of Winter Girlfriend. He can um, handle anything at this point. It's okay. Weakest Don't of the season of the, the show of the year. Weakest of the year out of everything you've watched. It's probably like it might actually be girlfriend girlfriend when you think probably about girlfriend, it. Probably girlfriend girlfriend. Yeah. 
but like but that would be the yeah and so. that's not even like something i would consider worst of the year i genuinely in my absolute conscience and you guys can agree i cannot consider anything this year that i watched fair enough fair that. enough fair no. enough all right. Not the worst. All right. Spencer. Oh, simple. Anytime this show shows up, I am so happy because it is an automatic worst of the year. But thank Christ, Matthew, it's a short fucking season two of Rail Romanesque. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no, sure. Three minutes. Is back. Three minutes about lesbian trains. Cool. No, not mm-hmm. cool. Not fucking cool. boring. <laughs> not cool. It fucking is. Bullshit. Okay, to put this into perspective, I have seen every season of Yami Shibai. Okay? I have seen every season of Yami Shibai. Okay? Yami Shibai is dope, regardless. Those are three to five minute episodes. Mm-hmm. I get more out of those episodes with the cool, creepy papercraft than learning about trains. Listen. This show definitely has its audience. Freaks and weirdos that are into trains. You are not one of those. Those are the freaks and weirdos I don't want to talk to. Mm. But what about Be- lesbian trains? What if the trains They're barely were even lesbian. Freaks and weirdos that are into trains. What if the trains were gay? Moving on. The, the those band- people are fucking weird. They what if the trains were gay? Put that thing back on, where it came from. Um, Matt, what's your worst of the year? <clears throat> uh, my, my, my favorite of the... My, my least my favorite, favorite, least favorite. show of the year. My least favorite show. Okay, my worst of the year. It was... It, I watched the first episode of this back in spring... And I immediately was like, this is actually maybe the worst pilot episode of a show I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I think. I watched the entirety of the first season, and it was so bad that I that the second season's airing this core right now that I said to myself, no. No, I'm actually going to not do it I'm this gonna time. I'm going to have self-respect. Uh, it's Kizuna no LL. LL. Um, Shane, the- Shane, you saw the first episode. Yes. You were like, this is abysmal, right? Yeah. That's the best episode of the show. Oh no. I couldn't bring myself to watch more. It gets incredible. It is And yet I watched the the dog fetish. Shane, Shane, Shane. This is a show where the cane namesake Kizuna doesn't even show up. Yep. She's not even in it. It's about other VTubers who are trying to become Kizuna. The Kizuna. idol sequences are I'm so sorry, bad. bad. I'm so sorry, Kizuna. You don't deserve this. It's this is a yeah. You're right. She deserves a better fucking show. She yeah. really. She does. deserves not whatever the fuck this is. A clear multimedia project that went nowhere. Um, just what well, studio? No, whoever whoever. It, I want. This I, is wit, man. What the? Fuck? This is a hundred percent a bet. What a lost. But hey, that's just like a theory. Someone lost the game. Again. Someone lost Somebody, the game. Yeah. Yep. You know what? You know what? Who? The person who's directing this. Kill yourself. I hope, <laughs> no. I hope. I hope whatever black. I hope whatever blackmail they have on you gets out. Like I hope. I hope. I hope. They, I hope you find peace. Yep. I hope you. Yep. Well, with God will. God will. God will. God may. God may have mercy on your soul. But I won't. But what, I. I will find you. And, and when he I does, I will kill you. What comes? I with, am in your walls. I am rapidly approaching your, <laughs> your destiny. <laughs> what comes with garbage also comes with excellence. I am that gift from Cloudy with the chance of meatballs. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, okay, now let's talk about the big, the big one. one. Go ahead. Anime. And talk about it. No, of I'm the gonna year. save it for the. I'm gonna save it. For the, All right. Josh. Josh. Talk bro. about jobless, baby. <laughs> bro, I've already said everything. Talk there is about joshless, baby. Bro, Josh. Bro, I've already said everything there is to say about jobless, man. This is. Everyone knows I fucking love jobless. Is it my favorite anime of all time? No. No, it's tied. No, it's tied with ReZero for that. Yeah, it's one of your favorites, though. It's. I just realized my mic wasn't in my face. Hey, how's it going? So good, man. Shane Spencer. Please. I will. I have time now. Please. Just watch it. Cry. Smile. Come. Watch it. Come to. I mean, like. I mean, th- th- that's a plot point. Listen, man. Like, you know, the. You remember the slutty elf from, like, season one? She's back. Kind of? Hell yeah. Damn. You know when uh, Roxy was looking for party? Hell like, yeah. Looking for uh, Rudy and she had her party? Like the dwarf in the elf that, that was fucking everyone. That's what I'm fucking What's her talking name? about, baby. Uh, I don't remember, but anyway, she's bad. So it's just fuck yeah. Please just walk. I was so I was thinking of choosing Fravering, but unfortunately, since it is not completed, I am not going to count it for. You're a coward. I am. A you coward, can count it also, next year. Yeah, but here's the thing: Jobless Reincarnation is also coming out. That's <laughs> that's true. That is, that is true. Same season, as that. First, same as the and first. Here's the thing: here's the thing. Roxy is back in season. It yeah, is. it's gonna be his anime. It's of the year so next over. Year. It's, it's so over. over. Is it Elena Lee's Dragon? Yeah, Road? Elena Lee's. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, oh, Spencer, what's your anime of the year? Anime, elf. anime of the year, Spencer, buddy. Spencer, what's your anime of the year? I'm getting so many questions. What yeah, is it? What's your anime it? of the year? Uh, up. What it, is it? It's the greatest experience I've ever had watching an anime with my friends, and that, of course, is Scott Pilgrim Takes Off by Studio Science. Excellent Sorry. choice. I'm coming to give you a hug. Okay, he's giving me a hug I'm right now. Excellent choice, my friend. Scott Pilgrim fans. Yeah, so... That's an inspired choice. So, yes, you know, Freyron could probably go up there, but this was one of those last awards mm-hmm. that was pure vibes. <laughs> Pure, like, you know what I had the most fun watching? And I probably would have still enjoyed it if I wasn't with friends. But do you know what was the best experience? Was watching it with you two. Yeah. Was watching that. Because that elevated already what would have probably been runner-up or, or close to the best anime of the year to being the best anime of the year. Is experiencing that with your friends and kind of piecing together how much they truly fucking cared about this about this production. How all the voice actors got together. How Edgar Wright got involved. How Brian Lee O'Malley got involved. Ben David Grabinski getting involved doing the writing. Like, this was a passion project through and through, and I appreciate not only them, but Science Saru for being like, we're just gonna bring our A-game. You know, um, uh, um, Unyong Choi was a producer who's obviously the, the big producer at Science Saru. Mm-hmm. And just all of it, the animation, the music, the story compacted into eight episodes. The fact that when asked about it, there's no fucking second season. It doesn't need a second no. season. That's why I didn't say, I, I, that's why I didn't give it series. Especially since they season. openly admitted that, like, yeah, no, it's not yeah. happening. Yeah. So. yeah. It's a, I'm it's not a, huffing that copium. No, but it is a self-respected show that I think everybody needs to watch. It's eight episodes. They're not even long. It's on Netflix. It's on you Netflix. Go watch it. It's one of the best of the year. Shane? I have no enemies, Matt. You have no enemies? I have no enemies at all. Okay. It was obvious. From the second this show started airing <laughs> that this was going to be my favorite anime 
of 2023. Can you wait until after I give my speech to show memes, please? Actually, can show me that shit. Let me see this. I saw that. I saw Adam post that. It's in the it's in the boys' yeah. chat. Yeah. But yeah, like the second this show started airing, I knew it was a lock-in. And here we are almost 12 months later, and that has not changed. My pick for anime of the year is Vinland Saga Season 2. Excellent choice. And I don't really need to talk about it anymore because I gave it eight awards today. The most I think you've ever... The most I've ever given a singular show. Most of the animes we're choosing for our anime of the year, we've just talked about yeah. so much. Well, there's really so not like, much more we can say. Oh, I really don't have much more to say that I haven't already. But what a beautiful story. A, a story about war and violence and the, the, the sheer horrific actions humans can cause. And finding kindness and empathy in all of that. What is a story about someone who is broken, who is empty, who has really gone through it in every sense of the term, finding themselves again, crawling out of that pit to be reborn as someone new. It's just such a great story about hope, about learning to love someone, learning to have faith in yourself. And learning that no matter how much shit life throws at you, no matter how much you may feel that nothing good has ever happened to you, there's always hope at the end of the tunnel. There's always a light. There's always something that can keep you going. And you know what that deserves, boys? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. So um, the the only other thing I'm going to say before I pass off to Matt is... Vinland Saga, especially with season two, I found myself having very similar feelings that I had for Mob Psycho 100. When I saw season one of Mob Psycho, I thought, wow, that's one of the best anime seasons I've ever seen. When I saw season two, I said, wow, that's one of the best shows I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And with season three of Mob it cemented it as an all-timer for me. I feel the exact same way with Farmland. Mm -hmm. Farmland has cemented Vinland as Mm -hmm. one of my favorite shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I know, I've heard, there's even more crazy shit coming with the Baltic Sea arc. The war in the Baltic. So for those who wanted more action in Vinland, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. Matt, what's your anime of the year? This was tough. It was between three shows. Um, ultimately, I came to the... Ultimately, it was going to come down to... To an extent, it almost came down to a coin toss. Between two. However, the one I went with was... I went with my gut because I was like, what's the show to me that I can't, can't stop thinking about this year? That I haven't stopped hyping up? That I haven't... Everyone I tell, I tell to watch this show. My anime of the year is Vinland Saga season two. Let's fucking go! It's Vinland Saga. That's what I'm talking I, I, about, I, baby. I, I am Holy genuinely. Shit. I am genuinely I am surprised. <laughs> I am. Genuinely I thought it was going to be Freyren. Inspired choice. 100- I thought it was Freyren. I was 100 <laughs> expecting him to say Freyren. I, uh, but I, I went with Vinland. 
uh, event with Villain. I think what's uh, what cemented it to me was I'm like, Fravorin is close. I love Fravorin. Fravorin is like my kind of show. This is the show that I've been wanting to see for so long. But Vidland, the second season of Vinland is just genuinely like the best TV show that That's came out That's an all-timer right Not now. just for anime. I think it's like maybe the best TV show that came out this year. And this is a year that had the final season of Succession and and ha- had the final season of Succession. Like an Endor? Like... Like, like this is a kind of... This is a, this is, this is a show... It's like a once in a generation kind of anime. And I feel like everyone needs to watch it because it will redefine what you think anime should be and is. Especially if you only watch it's it's really cool to see a show this slow paced, this nuanced, this almost like philosophical get a mainstream spotlight like Finland. Uh uh, and yeah, that leads to like awful takes that we see on Twitter yes, all the time about yeah, people. Yeah, being, yeah. I preferred it when he was and it was it killed people. Oh, I liked it when there was <laughs> violence, even though you know that's the point that you don't really want the violence to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, but but also I, I think it is nice to see that this this is a show that blew up the way it did, and I think the sweep is coming. Uh, the sweep is the sweep is coming in the same way. Remember when? Baldur's Gate 3 started winning Game of the Awards and then won Game of the Year at the Game Awards big time. So we, so we, the, the signs were there. Signs already started for Vinland. Wins it here. And it also won it at IGN recently. Yes, I saw that. The signs won, are coming. It won IGN's anime. It's there. coming. It's coming. Do Vinland win at the Crunchyroll Anime Awards 100%. It's got a good It's got it's a good coming. Chance. It's, it's, got it's a good a, chance. No, it's 100% coming. And I think that's well-deserved. I think it's like, it, this is an all-timer. This is an all-timer season. This is an all-timer season of anime, all-timer season of show. And if you've not seen Vinland Saga, get on it. I need to get on it. I need to get interject. the fuck. I need to interject it. here real quick. All of the people when the season came out that were bitching that there was no action and that it was slow as shit. Um, the message went right over your head. And for your own sake, I hope you've improved your media literacy. I hope you improved your media literacy. Please and- seek help. <laughs> And and that final and and the fact that it like the slow burn the slow burn sort of makes it so engaging. It's not even slow. I'd argue it's not even no, that it's slow. Not. Uh-uh, no, it's no. actually pretty fast paced for all things considered because the character because the character dynamics are so engaging. The same people that said that they miss the action are the same people that overhyped Demon Slayer. Uh-huh. The whole point of the show is that violence, violence is, is a violence is a horrible thing and does horrible horrible thing to people's mind, <laughs> people's lives, and the world itself. It's really nuanced. I think, yeah. but that there is yeah. redemption, that you can grow from your violence, <laughs> and that you can become a better person from it all. It's 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 the the it's the the sweeping overhead shot of Kettle's farm after Canute's army has invaded, and there's just bodies. Innocent farmers, dead. All because of their pride and inability and, to let go and of you, whatever anger that they and had. And you realize these innocent people did not have to die. Just because of of yeah, because of an ego because of a man with a massive ego. Uh mm-hmm. and and uh, ultimate ultimately I think that Vinland saga 
uh, what would he the authors described the authors talked about how he wanted purposely to make a manga that was opposite from every shonen series he's ever made because it started off as a shonen series by the time it got to farmland it switched over to seinen yes. uh, but it started off as a shonen and he purposely went out of his way to write basically a shonen that was an anti-shonen and and honestly, the, the Vinland Saga season two turns Vinland Saga from just a great historical drama, which still is a great historical drama with all the historical references, turns it from a great, like, just character drama into maybe the best takedown of toxic masculinity I've seen in anime. Uh, it's just an, it's just, it's, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. And, uh, and uh yeah and i know i joked early in the year that lol one piece could win anime of the year and which by the way at one point in this when i was writing my list it was it was on there it, no, yeah. it was my anime of the year um i had to go with my gut the i vinland. think the most important part vinland. of the theme of vinland is yes as bernard put it you know you can grow and as a person from being from being overtaken by revenge and violence the most important part about that, because we've all been angry at somebody, we've mm-hmm. all wanted to get back. But the big thing about that is is that you can grow, but you have to make that decision. Yeah, you cannot look at other people to change your outlook for you. Yeah, and that's and, the Thorfinn and, learns that lesson, and he also imparts it to other people, which I like. Is yeah. that he doesn't? Is that he grows and then also makes it his life mission to help other people learn the same lesson? Yeah, like uh, helps Einar go through it, even helps Snake a little bit. He helps Canute. Yeah, Canute. Yep. Canute. Uh, he helps Canute, who it starts off as kind of like he's started to lose his way. He started to become corrupted by power, which is literally he physically like, manifested by the head of his de- uh, of Kinsfen, who has infested his mind almost yeah. like a Hamlet-style figure. Yeah, well, that's historically um, accurate as well. Yeah, um, Canute. Uh, but Canute learns from Thorfinn and decides to pull out of his conquests and decides to go for a more diplomatic route to mm-hmm. conquering still technically because yes. you know it's the the the, the 11th century but yeah, like he's, 11th he's, century. but he's doing it in a more democratic but way. he's now d- using more diplomacy which is where his real sk- where we always know is where his real skills he's are. realizing that the loss of life is not the way to conquer yeah you don't get even though he's being manipulated by people who really want him to do that yeah and then for thorfinn he learns congratulations the the object of your vengeance is dead you didn't even get to kill him, too. Yeah. Nope. But you know what? Congratulations. The thing that you wanted to die has died. What the what fuck now? are you doing yeah, now? Yeah, what, what the fuck? What no, the fuck? No. You- what are you going to do now? Genuinely. What are, you doing? Genuinely. what are you doing? It's literally the basis of his character was that he his entire life was fueled by a vengeance against Askeladd for what he did to Thors. And he, he ran his entire life with, okay, I'm going to kill this man. And he did not for a second think about life after uh, Askeladd. And not, only, yep. and not only did that, not only did Askeladd die, he didn't even get to kill him. Askeladd died. To, he didn't even get nope. to see like... And he, and, and he didn't even get to see it, basically. Well, he the, he saw well, only... he the, saw was Askeladd actually die. He didn't see get, get to see he, how, he it did, he, how it happened. Well, he just saw him on the floor. He just saw him out. Ble- bleeding out. And now he's up to these conflicting emotions, too, in season two, which I like. Is that like... To an extent, he starts to be like he, he's he's now unsure how to feel about Askeladd. Yeah. That's that's, which that's I really another thing that I love about because he starts him. to recontextualize some of the stuff he taught him, and it's like shit. Yeah. Because he's like because he's like he's even talking to Einar about it at one point. It's like there was a man who killed my father, and I hated him with all of my being. 
I wanted him dead. Now that he's dead and gone, I no longer hate him. And because of that, I'm now empty. I don't know how to function as a person now that the object of my vengeance is gone. Yeah, and it's it. it uh, I, God, I fucking love him. God, Milv, man, I love Vinland. <laughs> Milv, man, I love Vinland. We've got we've got Milvs, man, I love Milge. We got Milge, man, I love Jobless. Yeah, and Spencer's is Mills. Mills, man, I love Scott. <laughs> man, I love Scott. Yeah, you know what? And with that, we could we could literally sit here for another hour talking about. I was I could start going off about fucking Jobless. How this is once again yeah. same idea with Thorfinn. This is just Rudius. Who do you blame? Can we talk about how all of our anime of the years have to do with toxic men? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like, really? and like having really, to learn more. It is Rudius realizing that he is a bad person. Yeah. Moral and it's Scott story, realizing he's, he's a, a bad, bad person. person. Moral and, of the story, men suck. And that the person that's going to change that is not anyone else but them. yourself. And as soon as you start focusing on yourself and becoming a better person... Man, things I, can happen. I, I really hope that people watch uh, the second season of Vinland Saga and they take uh, Thorfinn's philosophy to heart. Mm. I really hope like the message of that mm -hmm. season helps mm -hmm. people become better. And I hope result. people yeah. watch Jobless and realize that the same yeah. thing is that growth, personal like, growth and satisfaction of life comes like, from you and no one else. It, like It's literally... Anger and hatred and vengeance will get you nowhere. Like, holding on to those grudges, those negative emotions, it's hurting no one but yourself. Mm -hmm. So the best thing to do is just let it go. Accept it and move on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Love yourself and embrace the good of the that, world. Uh, so anyway, watch Vinland Saga, available now on Crunchyroll and, and Netflix. And as... As always, I do this every year, and I don't know if you want to join me as well. Thank you guys for allowing me to be on the podcast. Of course, no it's problem. always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I mean, I barely show up, but still, thank you guys. Yeah. But when you do show up, it's always a pleasure. And it's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. And I want to quickly take a minute to thank all of the viewers because this 2023 was, was might have been a shitty year personally for was the crew, but far and away the biggest year we've ever had. Was phenomenal yeah. for the show. We've had a massive increase in viewership. So viewership and listenership. Uh, so thank you, f literally from the bottom of my heart, as as the host, as the guy who runs this shit show uh, consistently. Uh, but thank you, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for listening mm -hmm. to our. Mm. wacky opinions and sometimes wacky scenarios that we come up with thanks. Just thanks. our tirades thanks for listening to three and a half hours of a bunch of nerds talk about anime uh, anime and possibly other stuff that comes up mm. in discussion naturally and, uh, now that we're on this new schedule where we're doing uh monthly we've got a big year plan next year very big because not only uh is it our first full year on this new schedule we have the 150th episode in early February. Yeah, correct. Do you want to talk about what that yes. is, or do we want to keep it a secret for now? I'll talk about it briefly. Um, so for the 150th, we always, at these milestones, want to go big. For 50th episode was School Days. The 100th episode was our individual top, top 10. 10 anime. Mm -hmm. 150th, we wanted to go even bigger. We're and doing the biggest thing we've ever done. And the biggest undertaking we've ever done. Yeah. Matt's been throwing this idea around for years about covering every single mainline Studio Ghibli film. 
and we're doing it for the 150th. Yeah. It was initially pitched as a Ghibli month that we would instead, over the course of four weeks, talk about batches of batches Ghibli of film. Studio Ghibli film, probably separated by decade or separated by like a certain number. However, we decided that it would be best that the 150th is coming up to just do it then. It would be a big undertaking. It's every single film that's over twenty films. Mm-hmm. That also, a, I think it's twenty two. Yeah. And list. it also includes the new release, The Boy and the Heron, which behind the scenes we literally went to see right before we started recording yeah, this. So, yeah, so we saw it earlier. So other than Josh, sorry, he had to work. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's a. But yeah, so we're doing that. We have a bunch of other fun stuff planned. We uh, we have our theme month planned, and you all are gonna absolutely love what we have in store but we're gonna keep that a secret for now That's we have the anniversary episode uh coming out january 1st First, we're also gonna keep a secret on what we're covering for that because you 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 aren't gonna be able to guess what we're fucking nope, covering. <laughs> you are not gonna be able to guess no, what we're covering fucking ever time. fucking guess this <laughs> shit we're covering for that um and we have a bunch of other fun stuff planned uh a fun stuff planned who knows what else will come up uh uh i mean i'm matt aka legion rex you can find me on twitter at legion rex as well as on youtube at legion rex uh i'm on twitch but i'm probably not i don't know when i'm gonna stream because the last time i streamed i wanted to kill myself yeah so because obs sucks welcome so, to streaming buddy so i don't know when that's gonna be but you can find me on those platforms um you can also me and my co-host saying aka the bearded one you can find him on twitter at bearded gaming network as well is on YouTube where he posts podcasts, let's plays, gameplay videos, unboxings, a bunch of other stuff. You can go search him there. With me, I also have uh, Spencer. You can find him on Twitter at Beery Burton with two, two E's. Two he e's. likes a lot of cosplay pictures, and he's the fan page of the Cincinnati Bengals. Might change t- to the Lions because they're doing good. Lions are doing really good this year. See you in 2024, Lionheads. Yeah. Yo, Lionheads rise up. If the Lions, Lionheads rise oh, up. Do you think the Lions will make the Super Bowl this year? It'd be very uh, funny oh. if they did. They're not going to. Let but me see. Very no. funny Let me see if they won today. If they lost today, then it's over. It's over. Correct. There was a football game today. There's, There's a football bunch of football games today, dude. Wow, dude, it's a Saturday. Yeah, yeah, but isn't football usually on Sunday? No, it's yeah, Sunday. Monday, night, Sunday football is Monday, like a, Thursday, Sunday, isn't it? Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Hey, guys, oh. I'm also your extra co-host, Josh. We were getting to you. Oh God, they beat the Broncos forty-two seventeen. Okay, they're going to Super Bowl. Oh go, shit, they're ten and four. Okay, let's Ooh, go. Dude, dude, that's this yeah. is like the best year they've had in a very very ever. long time, over a decade. Anyway, and also, and also our lovely co-host Josh. Josh. You can find him on Twitter at Reborn Wee, where he's lurking under our friend mm-hmm. Final Soul Nick's posts all the being time. Very horny. Hi guys, it's me. Thanks for all the stuff. He likes isekai, he likes slice of life, and he likes big so, old titties. He does like your big old titties. I like flat titties. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? I like, you know what? I'm in the middle ground. I like old titties. Anyways. Nice. Yeah. Wait, what? 2023 was <laughs> a year. I like old titties. I like 2023 all was a year. It was, in fact, a year. However. Indeed. We are right at the end of the year. We rise. We have here. 2024 to look towards. I have all my wonderful friends here, and I am very thankful for you. Yes, indeed. We are all, I hope we are all doing a lot better than we were at the beginning of 2023. Oh. I sure did. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have all grown. Yeah, I guess. I am proud of everyone here for how much they have grown. I'm mentally scarred, broke as fuck, and barely holding on. Let's go, baby. Let's go. I love you all. Good night. Yeah, and we will, and it was. Good night. And I hope you all have a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, a fantastic Kwanzaa, Merry Chrysler, a Merry Christmas.
a, 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 a brilliant Hanukkah life. Chanukah? Chanukah, it's Hanukkah. But, uh, it's Kwanzaa? Goodbye. I already said Kwanzaa. I got a good old uh, riff. End the episode. Just end, just end the episode. We're fucking done here. We're done. We're, okay. Goodbye. I'm going to murder this man Let it fucking the fuck you. Okay, bye. Bitch. For listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.